Welcome back to another mayonnaise-filled episode of the Striped Sweater Podcast, where the best time to listen is all the time. I'm one half of your co-hosts, Hi-Ho Silverfish, Zach Main. And I'm the sinister slug, Alex Beardsley. We're back again for another episode, uh, the season finale of season one, episode 20 A and B. That's pretty serious because that means we will be moving on to season two, V soon. And that is exciting because season two, as we've said numerous times in the past, is... The most memorable season. Do you think so? Is it more memorable than three? I don't. I, I think. I don't so. know them, uh, one next to the other. But we yeah, are going to find out soon, and uh, we thank you all for being here with us uh, today. And uh, hopefully, you like what you hear, and you join us for season two. Which, yeah, it's probably just going to start next week, right? Uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe there's something we'll do in the middle. Yeah, maybe. Uh, We'll figure it out. Put some stuff on YouTube like we've talked about doing like a lot in the past. Maybe we'll actually do that for a little bit or just start that and maybe just take a week off from the podcast. But don't fear because we'll be back, you know, soon enough uh, with season two. So do you want to just go right into it or do you have anything you would like to talk about at the beginning? Um, no, I guess not. I mean, we should probably we should just get right to it. Boys, let's get to it. Isn't that what he says? Who says that? I, I know Michael that Bolton. line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I got it. Boys, let's get to it. Let's go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, so, the boys are back in town. Let's do this. Are you ready, Zach? Aye, aye, Alex. Titty, I fucked her too. <laughs> and we're back with Hooky. Indeedy dandy. Hooky. Super memorable episode. It's going to be so fun to talk Super about. Super de And I feel like the short intro was good because now we can have time to like really talk about these, uh, these cool bits of both of these. Um, I feel like, and uh, well, yeah, while we're on the topic, I feel like, I feel like these episodes show what great things are to come in season two because these feel distinctly like more produced and like more. In a good way, I mean. Yeah. Like, there's more live action stuff in these episodes, both these episodes, and I feel like that will become the the sh- what really is setting the show apart and making it awesome in these later seasons. For there, sure. There was not a lot of live action in this whole first season. It was very sparingly. You saw a, a still photograph here and there, and you had like the sea captain, but nothing to this magnitude and extent. Yeah, um, I know we've just hit some pretty memorable and uh, iconic episodes, but sure. I do feel like these are the start of like 
we're like kicking into a new gear now. Like yeah, that's what it, that's what it feels like. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, not our show either. Not just us. I, I'm talking SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Just to be clear, right? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Indeed, the show as a whole. Our show is still <clears throat> what you make it. <laughs> indeed, we hope you enjoy it, folks. Um, anyway, that's all, folks. This episode. Yeah, that's the end. Uh, <laughs> this is the end. Great film. Uh, so, Hookie aired on April 8th, 2000. What? April 8th? That's right in between our birthdays. Yeah. Um, mine being the 6th and yours being the 14th. Correct. Um, so, we would... Ha- I just turned 8. Yeah. So, when this episode aired, we were different ages. Yeah, that's doesn't funny. happen often. <laughs> I I was eight and you were seven. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, it probably I feel like it'll happen again at some point, probably, but we'll see. Never. Um, it's never happened. This episode was eleven minutes long. Storyboard director was Sherm Cohen. Storyboard artist was Vincent Waller. It was written by them two, along with Mary Welder. <laughs> Mary Welder. Ma- Mary Welder, Williams. Uh. And this will be, uh, it's Meriwether Williams. You all don't care anyway, though. Uh, Sherm's, Sherm Cohen's last episode ever as a writer. Um, just fun little factoid. Animation director was Edgar Larazabal. And creative director. Who is it? A man who wants a blow of the dro. <laughs> For no reason. Because he's Jamaican. Of course. And he, he gives people crack on accident. I love it. And if you try to take it, he will kill you on principle. Now, now I'm addicted. Yeah. They should legalize crack so that he can smoke it all. There was a joke like that in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where he like does coke. Oh, he does meth yep. in jail. And he's like, yep. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you're watching that. But it is Derek Drymon. So... The next episode is going to be very telling. We'll see if uh, Drymon gets his perfect attendance record. Yeah, he has been on every the credits of every episode. I definitely far. have no idea if he has or not. I'm also going to be shocked. Right. Um. It's it's a fun little waiting game for us. But you, the listener, can go right ahead and look that information up if you so desire. No, I just mean like they'll find out when we get to the next episode. Yeah, I know. And we'll be like, oh, it wasn't Derek Drymon. It was because his not. evil twin, David Wet Woman. <laughs> <laughs> David is the opposite of Derek. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> and it, this also featured a special guest appearance from two men, John Lurie and Jim Jarmusch. So I know Jim Jarmusch as the man who has made a bunch of films, but the film I know that he has made was Broken Flowers, which is a film starring Bill Murray. It's a very strange film uh, in a good way. I would say check it out. Uh, It's definitely entertaining. It's different, but if uh, anything I just said about it sounds cool to you, then check it out. You know Uh, what? I might give it a listen. Thank you for your your recommendation. I highly value your opinion. You mean a watch? You said a listen, bro. Yeah, I'm blind for the audience listening at home. I can't see a thing. Um, but anyway, the other guy, uh, John 
Lurie, uh, is he Hugh's brother? Was the uh, artist who painted a picture called Surprise Bear, which some people listening to this might know what it is. If not, um, <clears throat> it is. It does depict coitus, I suppose. <laughs> so if you're sensitive to that, don't look it up. But it's also drawn by like what looks like a child. Yeah, it's very childish looking drawing, but it's uh, apparently famous enough. He's been yeah. in a bunch of movies and he's a musician as well and has done film uh, soundtracks and things of that nature. So a multi-talented man. Uh, but I'm not I was not familiar with his work necessarily before. But Jim Jarmusch, that was uh, that was funny to me because I was like, oh, I know this guy or at least, you know, I know I don't know him personally. Um, yeah. But they play the fishermen or um, their cameos as as a fisherman because they right, right from the very beginning. They're <laughs> on screen. Well, uh, theoretically. Well, I don't know if they're I guess it it probably is pictures of them on the the water but yeah also i just wanted to say real quick that all this footage of the fishermen in this episode is not was not filmed for spongebob it was taken from a uh a serial called fishing with john so oh, that's cool so they i mean obviously got the rights to use it and all that but it wasn't i always would have assumed that they i guess Right. I didn't really assume that. I guess it always did footage. A lot of the footage they use sometimes looks kind of old, you know? Yeah, and it looks so, like they're, like, turning it into a new joke. Right. So I, I I guess I did always kind of suspect that they didn't film most of this stuff. Yeah. Like that sea captain had to be, or maybe it wasn't, but that's the thing. Sometimes right. they use Tom Kenny, so sometimes they do do it themselves. Yeah. There's, um, like, uh, there's an episode of Family Guy where Stewie is, like, doing this dance, and he's, like, dancing on this sailor, and it's literally a shot from Tom and Jerry, but they replace Jerry with Stewie every single movement. Oh, and I've it's seen crazy. That, yeah. yeah. He like pumps him from one bicep to the other and stuff like that too. And that's he, like, so jumps amazing that they leg. did that and that was all done by hand back then. Yeah. It's pretty That's incredible. like a similar thing to this. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, oh, it's something else, but now it's in our show. Right, right. Um and they're just they're just characters in the SpongeBob world. They're not who they are in real life, you know. Right. Or, I or guess, in the movie. I guess they are, but who knows. Yeah, so it starts with uh with fishermen and they are fishing and the narrator says uh he talks about how fishermen have an effect on the undersea friends. So we know that it's like a heavy fishing season, but then we go immediately to the Krusty Krab. Squidward asks SpongeBob if he's finished swabbing the deck, which is, you know, their, uh, that's what they call it. The because, floor, I guess, right? Yeah, but that's what they call it. It's like the main area because their boss is um, a sailor. So he says... Uh, like, almost, but there's a nasty barnacle under table nine, and he's going to get it. And he's, like, he's wet, and he's foamy, and he's using himself to clean up as a It's sponge. funny how barnacles are, like, a negative thing, yeah. even though they're just another undersea creature. Oh, barnacles. Although, Barnacle I guess, heads. I guess clams are, are kind of, like, dangerous as well. Would you clam up? It's funny. It's just interesting how some creatures are sentient. And then there's also, like, wild creatures, you know? Mr. Krabs comes storming in through the front doors. They're back! They're back, I tell you! I saw it with my own eyes! 
Can you make that to go? You don't know how lucky you are. So he, yeah, he's going around. He's like, he looks like a crazy man. People are kind of like looking away, and he's like the hooks. And he yeah. talks to Fred about them, yelling hooks in his face. And Fred, in the weirdest voice, definitely not his normal voice, says, "How about a mint?" And he he yeah. hands it to Mr. him. Mr. Krabs is crazy, but I, I yeah, I did want to real quick that gag when he first gets in. It's like they all look at him and then like look away. Like yeah. they're not buying into this crazy man. Yeah, like, for just, sure. Let, just ignore the crazy guy. For sure. <laughs> so Fred has the weird voice, and then we go immediately to Tom, the chocolate fish, who says who's like ordering at the the checkout. His voice is off as well. Yeah, I know. Both of them have weird voices. That's what I was thinking. And he goes, Can you make that to go? And then he uh he like Squidward bags up his food and is like, "You don't know how lucky you are." Right, because Squidward knows this is about to be. Yeah, this is a whole thing, so, uh, a whole kitten caboodle. It's gonna be quite the episode. Squidward knows. Mister Krabs approaches Squidward and says, "So there I was minding my own business, and Squidward." Right, he's like, "Nobody will listen to me, but this dude yeah, fucking has yeah, to." Yeah, you listen. must. I'm your boss. Yeah, and I'm your boss. I'm the boss. Meet a giant squid. Fuck his brains out. <laughs> Shit on Squidward's desk. <laughs> so. Okay, class. Let's uh, go. He, yeah, Squidward has to deal with his shit. So Squidward says, you know, I'd love to hear your riveting sea tales, but I have to do my waste basket inspection. And he grabs the trash can from underneath the register and puts it on his head. Yeah, and there's like papers in it, and they just all kind of fall out. And he's um, like, and he's like, oh, yep, uh huh. There's one. He's he's just like, and Krabs is like, you can tell he's like this guy. He's like, what? and he's like, well, fine. Don't say I didn't warn you. But he's still pretty fired up. So when SpongeBob comes out, he says. Warn him about what, Mr. Krabs? And he has a, a foam beard, yeah. right, from, like, the from, bubbles. From from uh, cleaning. Yeah, and then they all pop, and they're gone. That's adorable. It's like a giant, like, Viking beard with the mustache and everything. Yeah. Mr. Krabs warns SpongeBob about the hooks. Beware of the hooks. The hooks. Me and, bucko. And here he goes off on a tangent. Um, you know, they dangle down. I'll play this. The hooks, me bucko. They're back. Beware the hooks. The hooks? Aye, the hooks. They dangle down and draw you close with their pleasing shapes and their beguiling colors. And just when you think you found the land of milk and honey, they grab you by the bridges and haul you way up high. Then higher and higher and higher until you're hauled up to the surface, flopping and gasping for breath. And then they cook you, and then they eat you, or worse. <laughs> what could be worse than that? Gift shops. When he is telling SpongeBob about it, he has his own claw like reached over him, and his hook is like his 
claws like in the shape of a hook and it's like dangling in front and spongebob gets these giant round eyes yeah i think it's like the fish eyes i would say sure um, that's fair and you can see like the reflection of it in there great shot but the reason i say that too is because yeah i love that the episode shot. where they challenge sandy they say you know can you do this <gasps> Yeah. They all have like the sea creature they get, thing they can they do, get and those it's those eyes. Eyes, yeah, yeah. The crabs of speech. So yeah, the the thing, his speech, uh, and then he puts his hook into the uh, britches of Scooter. It almost uh, doesn't even look the, like Scooter because he's so like frightened. I could tell it was Scooter, but. I just know him by color. I don't know. Yeah, no, I thought his face was like different, but it's because he's drinking. But he has, that's true, but he has his trademark flowery pants too. So yeah. that's definitely him. And, and not Patrick. Indeed. And it's great because he goes up and up and up. And uh, with each scoop up, Scooter's shake or soda or whatever, it seems like a shake to me. I don't know. Based yeah. on the noise. I feel but. like you're describing it weird. <laughs> like what happens is when Spon when ah shit okay I already fucked up. When Mr. Krabs is explaining to SpongeBob about the hooks, he you he makes a live demonstration by hooking Scooter's pants with his claw, and he says, you know, and they go up, and he pulls it up like giving him a wedgie, mm-hmm. and as he's drinking, he has like this shocked face, but then he goes and up. And Scooter drinks it, and the shake, like, sucks, like, really in. It's, like, caving in on itself. And he does it one more time, and he completely drinks his whole cup through the straw. Yeah. It's good. Sorry, I didn't want to, like, no, take your okay. thing, but I, no, I felt okay. like it was hard I might to follow. have been doing it bad. I don't know. Because you, first you said, like, the thing, and, the like, you were doing a lot of this, and I felt like it wasn't just translating to this. You can cut them together, though. No, it's fine. So, yeah, and... <laughs> You know, instead of trying to take the the hook out or something like that, he just kind of deals with it. You know, he's not, like, mad or anything. It was just, this happened. And the Mr. Krabs doesn't even give it a second thought. Um, and he explains that the hooks basically take you all the way up to the surface, and then you won't be able to breathe, and then they'll cook you. They'll eat you. Or worse. And SpongeBob is, you know, he's sold on this already. Yeah, he's like, he gasps, what was the last time know? that <gasps> they did be this? Worse be- than that? They did this before with the Halloween episode where he's like super into Krabs' tail. You yeah, know? right, right. He, he is susceptible to things, you know. Yeah. He's uh, gullible. Gu- gullible, I guess. Naive. Right? Naive, indeed. Yeah, those sure. are... Those but I mean, this words. is also a true story, but he's still, he just loves stories. Indeed. Right. He, uh, he'll believe anything Mr. Krabs tells him. That's for sure. Yeah. So he says, what could be worse than that? Gift shops. And then it's like a live footage of a real gift shop with like aquatic themed goods in it. Right. It shows like the outside and then the inside. And I feel like the outside is like a cr- it, I don't know. It felt like it was a crudely put together kind of like Photoshop type thing. Like maybe it was a real photograph. I don't know. But it didn't look like a real photograph to me. 
it looked like something that was like patched together kind of. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I didn't really, it was, we didn't pause it. It was a weird style. Yeah. But, and then it shows the inside and I think that's probably just a real photo of like something. It was a, it's video, a bunch of, right? That one was actually a video. Was it? Yeah. Why? Did it like zoom in? Is that it was like stuff was moving. It was like a full video. You want to see what? No way. Right? Oh shit! It wasn't a video. I thought it was a video. Man, I fucked up. All right, forget all that stuff I said. I'm done. We also didn't mention that Mr. Krabs takes SpongeBob up to the roof, and it's like, what are they standing on? There's nothing up there. <laughs> and also, there's never. That's the first time we ever see a door on the top of the Krusty Krab. I think. Nope. The Halloween episode oh, well, as well. Oh, that's true. Okay, right. But this one was different. This <laughs> was like the front of the Krusty Krab. It wasn't, I don't know. It's funny, in that Scaredy Pants episode, I feel like the roof was like depicted as being like huge when it yeah. really is not, you know? I mean, the restaurant's huge. I guess it is, yeah. So they show the pictures. They're both just pictures of the gift shop. I um, do like... I do like, I'm sorry. I do like when Mr. Krabs is up there and like the effect of like the, the sun, you know, when they look yeah. up is, is very nice. I it's like cool. when they do those and you got the water effect over it. It yep. looks really nice. Yeah. It's very pretty. So, uh, when we look at SpongeBob, he's gasping and hiding it like inside of a box and he's like, don't let him get me, Mr. Krabs. But Krabs just tells him, you know, they're not going to get you. Not as long as you listen to old Mr. Krabs. Now, of course, like any good Krabs speech, it ends with, now get back to the kitchen. Time is money. And SpongeBob solid snakes his way back to the kitchen. Right. He like, uh, it's almost like very smooth and like he's like skating, like gliding, but he's completely under the box still. Yeah, and uh, Squidward has a bucket on his head. Well, I guess it's a waste bin, which is pretty much a bucket with no It handle. looks like a bucket to me, yeah. It is a waste, whatever. They said waste paper basket. But yeah, when you said that, it stuck with me. Oh, it is really just a, a bucket with no handle. Yeah. That's, that's what anything is. Um, right. It's probably, you know, came out of a sunken ship or something, because that's what things are made out of. So then SpongeBob is at the grill, and he's grilling some patties, and we get Patrick coming in with his catchphrase. Good morning, Krusty Crew. Yeah, and it's funny. I didn't really notice that this was Patrick's catchphrase, basically. Um, but he says it a lot. He says it enough times that I think you could basically call it his catchphrase. Um, and it's funny, because I don't really remember it being that way. Like, I remember the line. Obviously, I've heard it plenty of times in my life. But it's just funny. I don't recall it being something that occurred so often in different episodes. Yet, here it is. But... He says it in the kitchen window, so the only listening holes around are SpongeBob's. The yeah. rest of the crew isn't there. They're not clearly. ears, right? <laughs> but he's addressing everyone. And Patrick informs SpongeBob that the carnival is in town. 
It is the gathering of the juggalos. <laughs> the dark carnival. Yeah. Um, he's, he, you know, he tells him, let's go. You know, he's like, come on. Uh, SpongeBob. Uh, he's like, I can't go. SpongeBob does not want to leave because he's working. Of course. Patrick doesn't get it. And he just doesn't understand. Yeah. and Sp- But SpongeBob, you know, he's a good worker. He's doing the right thing. Um, so Patrick says, it's not leaving. It's just taking a break. And, and SpongeBob uh, immediately is like, yep, I'm out of here. Yeah. And this is like uh, Patrick peer pressuring SpongeBob, which he will do a lot in this episode. But and we he's were, done leading up. He's done a little bit in the past where he encourages SpongeBob to cheat on his boating exam. Yep, and to touch the map and open it. Touch the map in Arg. Uh, so, so Patrick, it really is kind of a bad influence on sweet innocent SpongeBob. Yeah. But, so, also, it's funny that SpongeBob is cooking two patties, and he leaves. He like, I don't know. How would you describe that? He like glides again, like through up and through the window. Yeah, he like scoots, <laughs> scoots along. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's doing the boot scooting boogie. Right out the window, and then uh, then he just leaves the two patties cooking. Those were obviously meant for some people, and he's just like, it's oh, it's yeah. so unlike SpongeBob. I feel like, but Patrick's his best friend. He'll basically do whatever he says, I guess. Yeah. So cut to SpongeBob and Patrick skipping along. Um, and Patrick is singing a beautiful song. We're going to the carnival. Going to the carnival. <laughs> We're going to the carnival, going to the carnival. And I like this. This is a, apparently a reoccurring gag as well that I don't really remember being more than a one-time thing where Patrick just inexplicably trips over something and falls <laughs> yeah. on his face. Yeah, and he just gets happy again. And this is reminiscent of the time he did that in Texas, which was just a couple episodes ago, where he's running through jellyfish fields, l- giggling, and then just inexplicably falls on his face yeah, and it's and a great back to playing. It's great. Uh, it's vintage Patrick yeah. as Michael Cole would say. And then <laughs> what a maneuver. <laughs> then they get to where the carnival is and it is a bunch of hooks. And a lot of them uh, you can tell are lures. Yeah. Fancy lures. The you, carnival is back in town. You know that a lot of people pronounce the word lure. Sure. My uh, ex-girlfriend and her family, they would only call it a lure. And I was like, I was the lure guy. And it's like, I know it doesn't sound right, but what you're saying sounds dumb. (laughs) It's one of those weird things in the English language where their way technically makes the most sense. There is no reason it should be called. Well, Well, take the word pure. Yeah. Lure. (laughs) Lure. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I would call it a lure too. I, that's yeah. what it's called, you know, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know though. Ling- I mean, language is funny. It differs all, even within your own community. It's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, linguistics. I, I love them. I'm very interested in them. In fact, I looked up the word hooky cause I was wondering why is it called playing hooky? Um, apparently it is because, uh, well, there's there's a couple theories on this. It means generally to skip school or skip work or something uh, to do something else. There's a Dutch word, uh, hyoki, apparently. I would think that's how it's 
pronounced? I actually don't. I have no idea. Like the Hioki Pioki? It's pronounced H O E, or it's it's spelled H O E K J E. I have no idea how you would pronounce that. I tried my best. Did I ever tell you I was addicted to the Hokey Pokey? No. Yeah, but you turned it around. I turned myself around. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that is the origin of the word hooky. No, I didn't finish saying it. Oh. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but no, so that Dutch word apparently means hide and seek. So potentially it means to hide. Uh the other theory being that uh, there is a phrase apparently that means to hook it, to run away or clear out. I, I guess I've maybe heard that in movies or something before, but I would always say to book it, which is so yeah. close. It's to cheese like, it. Yeah, I guess. Right. That's, that's like what a vendor says. That's like an, uh, yeah, it's like a West side story. They say that like cheese, cheese it. it. Yeah. And then it's also a snack. Yeah. And it's that you can't eat. Yeah. I can't eat Cheez-Its anymore. I used to love the, uh, Tabasco ones. And when I was young, I loved the white cheddar. I was going to say white cheddar. My, my grandma always brought the white cheddar ones over. It's like a specific like grandma food for me. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, grandma. Yeah. What the fuck? Rest in peace, grandma. I miss you. What happened there? Did you throw that? Grandma must've heard us. Rip. We're good boys. (laughs) We're just trying to make an honest living here at the striped sweater podcast. (laughs) Grandma, Patreon, please. <laughs> Go um, hunt people until they subscribe to us on Patreon. <laughs> so is that the end of your definition that you were saying? Oh, I was going to say. Uh, yes. Not hook it like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No, but with motherfucker had a hell of a hook shot, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, he could like score three pointers like that. It's crazy. There's uh, it. it's funny that Ted, uh, you know Ted, the movie the Ted. Move. Um, he does a a scene outside the bar where he like does a hook shot of this like liquor bottle. It's like a beer bottle, and he's putting it in the trash can. He's like, "Yeah, Kareem," and it just shatters all over the side. And he's like, "Ah, you suck, Kareem." So SpongeBob is like. Where is everybody? Obviously, there's nobody there at the carnival. Patrick's like, and it, we we get like a the shot of there's a pair of sneakers with laces that are untied, and they're just like laying there, and we can see Patrick and SpongeBob in the background, and he goes, I don't know, there was one kid here earlier. Yeah, they're Meaning, like they're like Chuck Taylor sneakers, which I don't know that anybody really ever wears in the uh, in the show. But right. Well, in the funny. next episode, we're gonna see. There's pretty much nobody in Bikini Bottom that wears shoes. That'll yeah. be the start of the the new season. Indeed. So, uh, we're to assume that this kid who was here got taken by the hooks and he's gone, left him shoeless. Indeed. So. I mean, we, the viewer, know what a fishing hook or a lure looks like. We're aware that this is dangerous for them. Yeah. Like, they're going to be fished, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's funny because they don't seem to know that. Um, it's amazing that they've reached adulthood without knowing what a fish hook is and to stay away from it. These are some special boys. I'm assuming that they... Uh they were heavily like monitored most of their lives. Probably. This is like their first year on their own. Probably, you know, like we both moved into a place. Our our parents both bought us a 
a place. Yeah, you know, we're allowed to go out other. on. We're allowed to go out on our own. Finally. Yeah, that's probably that probably is what happened. That's yeah. funny, uh, because yeah, they don't know shit because uh, Patrick is not aware that there is danger. Um, as Sp- but SpongeBob is a little bit weary. Yeah. Uh, he's like, this doesn't look like any carnival I ever, and he like bumps into a hook walking backwards and he's like, oh, excuse me. But then he, he gasps and then we see the same look in his eyes from before. Because we see just a regular hook. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a regular hook swinging in his eyes. He's able to, he's able to, he's, yeah, you get the same, uh, visual as before with Mr. Crab's claw. But it's SpongeBob realizing, oh wait, these are hooks. Like yeah, that so, he had to see one that looked like Mr. Krabs Claw to make the connection. Yeah. So he uh he stops Patrick and he's like, This isn't the carnival. These are hooks. You know, he's like, Mr. Krabs just said that this shit's gonna kill you, dude. We gotta split. Stop Patrick! Don't touch it! This isn't the carnival, Patrick. Those are hooks. Mr. Krabs says they're really dangerous. Hmm. I sense no danger here. How could they be dangerous? They're covered with free cheese! All I know is Mr. Krabs said, Patrick, don't do that! Mm-hmm. Cheesy! Patrick grabs the hook with the cheese on it, and uh, this is great. The way I really like this, it struck me really funny. The way he shoves the hook like so deep into his mouth to the point where it pokes out like the back of his throat and like you can see you can see it po- almost ready to poke through the back of his head like it's like he's jamming it in there yeah you can almost feel well, it like it's really crazy it's, it's a strange yeah it's good animation and it's really funny and it just shows the arrogance and the ignorance of patrick and he just goes cheesy and he's got a great face right there when he says that and he says no danger here go on spongebob try it SpongeBob, uh, still a bit skeptical, says, but Mr. Krabs said, and Patrick just stops him right there. And this is uh, Mr. Know-it-all Patrick. Uh, You know, let me ask you something. We get a shot of him with nine different hooks in his mouth from both sides, and they're just completely pulling his mouth like apart, like if those things pulled, they would rip him in half. It's a super memorable image, but yeah, he's like a complete idiot. He's shoving a bunch of hooks deep in his mouth, like, and they're they all look like they're about to bust through this, his cheeks, basically. And his sandy cheeks. And SpongeBob is like, you know, he's freaking out. He's like, no, you know, get you know, stop that. Get those hooks out of your mouth, you idiot. And Patrick is like. Lighten up, will ya? Or do I have to eat all this cheese by myself? And then he gets pulled up. Yeah. So, and he like goes up, and Patrick or SpongeBob is so distraught. He's like, Patrick, help! Oh, Patrick, help! Patrick, come back! Oh, oh my, my best, best friend. friend. Yeah. And then you can like hear Patrick like giggling. He's running around, right? And then yeah. you see Patrick start to come down. You can hear him before you see him, but he floats down gently by the. Uh, slack of his shorts. Yeah, uh, they used turn him... as a parachute type. Thing. Yeah, so they like parachute him to the ground, and SpongeBob is like not really paying attention to where he's looking or going, and he runs right into him and hits the ground, and he's like, "Patrick, you're alive!" He's so thankful. Am I ever? Yeah, right. Like this is what he, it means yeah, to live. Yeah, he really. Yeah, he feels alive. 
Yeah. And he says, but the surface and your britches, <laughs> because that's what Mr. Krabs said earlier. Right. And the gift shops. He says, Patrick says, you just jump off before you go up too high, which, hey, seems seems logical, right? This, this is the start of the uh, the drug or, well, alcohol is a drug too, but the I think the drug reference, right? It's like, it feels you like want to get high, yeah. but you, you want to like... You want you got to cut it off, like before yeah, you, you get know, out of control. You have to know when to quit. Yeah, otherwise you'll be dead. It's literally like moderation, right? right. And that's the, I think the first uh, inkling of uh, that theme in this. Well, yeah, and it's just like yeah, you know. I mean, he's telling him just jump off before you get too high. But it's like that's the thing. If you keep doing it too much, it's like then you're you're fucked. You can't you can't jump off because you got an addiction. You know. Yeah, you uh, get hooked, but right. we'll see about that later. Indeed. So then Patrick goes over to one of the lures that, like, it looks like a saddle almost. Um, yeah, and, he's, and he straddles it like a saddle. Yeah, because SpongeBob is like, you know, Mr. Crab said that you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't even go near them, and Patrick jumps on, and he's like, did he say you shouldn't? Climb on top of them and ride them like a horsey. <laughs> yeah, and this is just like the. Did he say you can't touch the map? Yeah, like, exactly. He's exactly like, oh, I, I don't think he specifically requested you to do this dumb thing because yeah. why would he? Yeah, right. <laughs> right, and he's like, well, I guess not. He says, well, no. Patrick is like, wee. He's having so much fun. Yeah. Dumbass Patrick. That's how Patrick has fun. He refers to himself and other people. He does like to ride horses. We know that because he dreams about it. Yeah. Mechanical horses. Pa- yeah. Pat or SpongeBob agrees. Well, no. Mr. Krabs didn't say that. And he jumps on and then they're riding like a horse together. Yeah. And here we get my name of the episode. Hi ho silverfish away. As in like hi ho silver, but silverfish because the Lone Ranger. Uh, and silverfish is a thing, but it's an insect. You know that it's not actually a fish. Um, did not know that. I know yeah. that they're like crazy things, though. It's like a they're ha- in Minecraft. It's like a house pest. Pest. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it like uh, there's a it fish destroys of it, stuff. Though? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, I, I don't know what they actually do, but it's one of these things you have to get an exterminator for. So yeah, they're obviously it's in bad. Minecraft. They suck. Yeah. So then... Uh, but this f- fish, this does look, this lure does look like a fish. Like it has the eye on it or whatever. Right. It's made to kind of look, resemble a fish. Yeah. So then the the hook starts going up to the top and then we get real footage of these fishermen... Uh, Reeling in their fishing poles. We get our yeah, we get our guys uh, that I mentioned earlier, John Lurie and, which is funny, yeah, his name is Lurie. I assume that's how <laughs> it's spelled, L U R I E. You think? Lurie. I thought it was Lurie, like L A U, like Hugh Lurie. No, it's just a U, so mm. it's like Lurie. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I didn't even. Uh, yeah, so this is them, and it's great. It's the it. They're like reeling. Really reeling it in like hard, you know, yeah. pulling, reeling. And the music is like dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, building, you know. Yeah, Suspense. yeah, yeah. It is a little bit uh, Jaws esque. I mm-hmm. mean, more when when Jaws speeds up. 
so they're getting up close to the top and it alternates between them and the boys are just laughing, giggling, like getting, you know, it's like that ride at the carnival or not really the carnival, but like at Cedar Point or something where you're yeah, in the like thing the and it just, it just shoots you up really high, real fast, you know, and then you like bounce down, you know what I mean? Oh, that, right. It's kind of like that. The slingshot? Like you, you ride it up and then, yeah, I think slingshot, that sounds right. Yeah fun ride it was one of like before i was ready for roller coasters that was one i could do yeah so it, it cuts from them to uh staying on top of the uh the gimmick and they're standing up on it now so it's them standing up on the on the lure and then there's the shots of the real fishermen struggling to reel this in it's great it has both at one point it has both of them uh grabbing the rod and both pulling so right. it's like really uh really ups the intensity, you know, like this is, they're really trying to catch whatever it is they've hooked. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, ready, ready. And then at the same time, Geronimo, they jump off. And it's funny too, because had they caught a starfish in a sponge, they would have been really mad. It wouldn't have been a good catch necessarily, yeah. especially for that much effort. It would have been disappointing. And for the number of hooks that are there, they sure seem to be mostly by themselves in this water, you know? Yeah. Where you'd think there'd be like 20 boats right there. You, you would, And also you would think there'd be more fish nearby the hooks too, you know? It's like everybody knows except for them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you would think there might be like some kids or something. They do allude to well, it, was. but it's yeah. yeah. I guess all the kids have been sucked up already. Yeah, fish kind of morbid. Like that that kid died. That's like a death. Yeah, fish <laughs> probably are more aware of it in general because they know that they are what the people want. Maybe who knows? Yeah, I mean adult fish, and they yeah. probably teach their kids. You know, it's don't yeah it's this. funny that they know the story too because like who teaches them if the person dies every time someone had to have like came back like here's what happens you know it's not like otherwise they yeah, could have treated it like and stuff the right. claw. although crabs has been all around the world so he could have seen gift shops crabs also do climb up yeah on they, things, they so. can be out of the water right so the fishermen are like all sad disappointed like, ah, that geez. they didn't catch whatever it was they were trying so hard on yeah so then they they're like both floating down and spongebob says this is more fun than double overtime at the crusty crab and i'm just gonna go on an assumption that he doesn't get paid extra for double overtime yeah <laughs> but it's just fun to be at work that long yeah it's not overtime but it's double overtime yeah and like, it's it's funny too that he uses that term because, like, you know, if you were talking to, like, a hockey fan, someone might be like, oh, yeah, there's nothing better than double overtime hockey, you know? Sure, yeah. It is kind of in that way, right? That's funny. I hadn't thought of it that way. But we cut to the Krusty Krab. There's a customer, uh, you know, who points to a Krabby Patty and says, you call this food? Uh, so something is amiss. Obviously. Well, first, yeah, the guy's like P.U. Yeah. And another guy says, my sandwich tastes like a fried boot. And yeah. then another guy says, my sandwich is a fried boot. It's it, like the same guy. Yeah. Almost. And it's really uh, it's really a fried like it looks like a bunch of meat in the form of a boot. Yeah. It's just like a breaded boot basically yeah so we're to assume shit's going down at the crusty crab 
without SpongeBob. So then we get to Fred, who's yelling at Squidward in the back. He's like, hurry it up, will ya? We're hungry over here. Look at us. My kids haven't eaten in three days. I'm dying. And everybody's like talking over each other. And they're like a bunch of people are approaching the uh, order window. basically, yeah. And they're like literally stick like they have their heads. Eventually in they're, they're right up in it. Yeah. They're and yelling. They're like, uh, no, that's not how you do it. And they're like, yeah, they're oh. literally like looking, watching Squidward, like telling him he's doing a bad job. And he is. But it's like, damn, like a ma- I mean, I guess it does happen to people. I never had a food industry job, so I never had to deal Same. with anything like this. But and it's it's insane that like they know, too, I'm sure it's not going to be good anyways. Just give up on it. At yeah. This point. Like you're having him hurry like. He's also, just say, shit. take he, it off, because at the point, these things are burnt. You right. can tell. He's burning shit. He looks nervous. You know, he can't handle it. He's not good at cooking, and he's being pressured on top of it, like, with violence almost. Yeah. You know? um, I just so, got a new grill and used it for the first time. Yeah, it yeah, was good. It was good. I had burgers as well, and uh, it was fun. I mean, I've grilled before, but this sure. is mine. Now, yeah, yeah, you, know? you got a grill. It's an infrared burner. Nice. That sounds cool. Yeah. And then I made asparagus too. First time grilling asparagus. And then. Dope. How'd it turn out? It was great. Asparagus is awesome. We have some pretty thick asparagus. And then, nice. funnily enough, my friend is like in Wisconsin right now for a Vampire Weekend concert. Oh, cool. Pretty dope, right? And she, uh, she got an asparagus tattoo like pretty much right after. Like it just happened that that's what she was doing. That's bizarre. Yeah. Asparagus is cool though. It could make a very cool tattoo too. I, I am a fan of vegetables, so uh, asparagus is one of those that I really like too. This is like the start of our, like, learning that Squidward doesn't like Krabby Patties. He's a, he's like, well, why do you want to eat this stuff anyway? And it's like. You know, it doesn't matter really. He's just trying to be. Yeah, he's he's just saying the food sucks. Yeah, basically, he's like, this isn't even good. Yeah, and Krabs is there, and he says, "What the hell bit is going on in here?" And Squidward replies that it's a feeding frenzy, sir. And it's funny because there's a the fish game feeding frenzy. I know yeah. it came out. I'm pretty sure it was after this, but. That is, that's like a, a thing that yeah. happens in, you know, it's like a fish. a phenomenon. Yeah. That, yeah. that fish go, go nuts when there's like food in the water. Yep. Um, and he says, and SpongeBob's not back from his break and Mr. Krabs is laughing. He's like, what? Yeah. It's like, like it's a, a hilarious joke. Oh, I thought you said SpongeBob was taking a break. I love the way he says that. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, yeah, I just love the tone of his voice. No one's taking a break at the Krusty Krabs. And it's like, he's so confident that yeah. like, there's no chance he took a break. It's like, you're hilarious. They haven't taken one since the chum famine of 59. Yeah. Which Krabs would have been old. We, we saw his license, right? Yeah. It was like, uh, in the forties, I think he was born. Yeah. So I, I mean, well, maybe. So, by the time he was maybe 18, he... I don't, I don't think it was even that early. I thought it was closer to, like, 50, because I remember it being oh, really? close to my mom, I thought. Huh. Maybe not, but it, it's funny. I he, mean, if it was in young. the 40s, it's only 10 years behind our parents, right? Yeah, but where do you assume, then? He knows about that. This restaurant probably got... It either has, like, a long history of previous owners, or it's, like, it was a family chain. 
Yeah, it could it could have been. I mean, it would make sense. And they were obviously short on chum for a while. And he's like, no, now, for real. Give it to me, Squidward. He's like, he took a break. And Mr. Krabs, oh, man, he's yeah. just standing there. It was 42. That's exactly what I thought it was. I didn't say oh. it, but that's what I was thinking. Nice. Um, So, yeah, he would have been 17 or so, right? Yeah, well. 59, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, Mr. Krabs is just standing there. One arm falls off. His other one, they yeah. pop off, and then his like his nose pops off, and so he looks like a Mr. Potato type thing. Yeah. But then we see him. Uh, he's leaving out the door, all put back together, and he's like, "All right, SpongeBob, lazy pants, I'll find you." And he's like smelling. He's like, "This nose can smell laziness up to ten thousand leagues." And uh, quite a bit. Yeah. And he vows to the air, you know, just to the immediate area around him. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a break. You won't soon forget. <laughs> so he's going to break SpongeBob. Right. He's going off to find him. And Squidward is like, I, yo, I, I can't do that. Like, there's still people here. And, you know, like, I, I can't do this. I'm not the boss here. You know, it's like, yeah, imagine that just being sh- terrible at your job. And then the boss is like, I'm out of here. See ya. And there's an angry mob in the restaurant. Yeah. Like, I love this shot because Krabs runs through the door. So it like flops up and then we see it like flop backward and it opens. Yeah. And we see Squidward standing there and there's people yelling around him. And and he says, but Mr. Krabs, I still need help. And then we see the door like closing again, like as it's flapping. And then the next time, so it like completely covers it, right, for a second. And the next time we see it, they're holding him up uh, like he's crowd surfing. What the fuck is up, Krusty Krab? <laughs> I was a large part of that scene, you know? Yeah. That Denny's scene? No. Not that one. What the fuck is up, Denny's? They should Oh, he's uh he's out in the field. Crabs. Crabs, and he's using his nose, you know, to smell him like he said he would. Right. He's like, Yeah, they should be right here, and he can't see him anywhere. And then we can hear the noise of Patrick and SpongeBob floating down from the hooks, which is like a and with, we can hear giggling. With some laughter. Crabs sees them down, and they're just like, they don't even see him. They're like, again? Again. Yeah. And Crabs uh, can see that there's hooks, too, and they run right to them, and they're like holding on to one, and Crabs is like, the hooks! No, no! So he goes from, I'm mad at SpongeBob, to, oh, no, he's in trouble. Like, not even, oh, he didn't listen, but he's in trouble. His life is about to end. So they pull on it a few times. The hook pulls them up right as Mr. Krabs is trying to save them. And he jumps to grab them, but he smashes into a rock and they go up above him. Yep. And it's like one, two, three. And then Lift they, off. Yeah, they or, uh, blast yeah. off. Blast yeah. off. Yeah, they they like they've done it enough times now that they've figured out how to like make it definitely go yeah, up. Yeah, they're like, this by, is how you simulate by, action properly. By tugging on it, and then you'll definitely go up by the third one, you know? Yeah, and, they're like really trying to uh, 
seem like fish. Well, essentially. that yeah, yeah, essentially. But they've they've just figured it out basically. Because like, they've done it so many times, and now. they're getting addicted to it, as we will see. Yeah. So, uh-huh. shit. Yeah. So SpongeBob is now skipping work to do this, and uh, his boss is catching him doing it, skipping work. Right. Mm-hmm. And they are not aware until they come down this time and right as but first crabs mr is crabs is is convinced that they're dead basically boys i wasn't quick enough they're gone oh, if i could only hold him in my arms again i I'd, <laughs> I'd throttle him what did I tell you about those hooks, boy? Hi, hi. I'll tell you about the hooks. You ride them up and up and up, then you gently float down. And then they come down, and he realizes that they're okay and that they're just abusing the hooks, basically. Yeah. I'd throttle them. Right. So he's like, imagine this in a different world, if you will, of real life, where somebody's leaving work to go like shoot heroin and then the boss comes in and it's like oh man he's dead like i wish i i wish i would have like caught him quicker i can't believe i let this happen then he's like okay and you're like you dumb mf yeah you just want to beat his ass yeah for like fucking nearly killing himself that's essentially the same story that they're telling here and i never really realized this until right now watching it yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I guess I never really did either. I mean, but I'd figured it out at some point. I don't know. Yeah, so they, they float back down, and uh, Krabs is like, what did I tell you about them hooks, boy? And SpongeBob starts to respond, like, uh, uh, uh. And Patrick goes, well, I'll tell you about the hooks. You ride them up, 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 and then gently float down. That was a very memorable line to me for some reason. Yeah, right? Just the way that he describes this whole act of uh, getting high and then coming down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so funny. It is It is a lot deeper than I ever knew the references, basically. Or the, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you call that. The, uh, like the innuendo and innuendo, basically it's like kind of, yeah. Well, innuendo it's hidden meaning. Yeah. That's all it means. Right. So there's a lot of rumor in innuendo in the world. And Mr. Krabs says, you know what happens when you don't float down? SpongeBob says gift shop. Worse. You'll end up vacuum packed in a can of tuna. So now his like his cautionary tale has like gone an extra level. Yeah, he adds a, a even worse level, and you see a like I guess it's a live action shot of a can, but it's got animated letters on it that say tuna. Yeah. Um, and there's like a explosion kind of. I don't it, know. It's there's, like a glowing. Yeah, there's like it's like uh, glowing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's something you will see very often in this series where it's like there's just a backdrop and then an object just placed in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, then we come back to them and he says, with nothing to look forward to but the smell of mayonnaise. And then it's the same deal with a uh, a jar of mayonnaise and it says mayo on it in SpongeBob lettering. And then you hear a woman scream. Yeah. 
Like it's a horror story. Yeah. And immediately with which the joke there is, I think, right? Tuna salad. Because tuna salad would be tuna, mayo, and other things. Right. right. Or it's yeah, it's like packaged with exactly. Or you do like a tuna sandwich, you might put mayo on your tuna sandwich. Yeah, but I, it would I don't be know. Being, I never I've never eaten tuna in my life. It would be it's canned a with a canned with mayonnaise, like the tuna salad, I'm sure. But well, I mean, you know, that's the, what he's saying. Isn't is that like, what tuna salad is like? Yeah, don't you put mayonnaise in it? So if you made it at home, right? Know. But he's saying like you're stuck in the can with only the smell of mayonnaise. That's all you can smell because it's also in the can. That's what he means. Is that what he says? I thought he. Says, well, he says with nothing to look forward nothing to. to look forward to. Meaning once you come out of the can, you're going to be I thrown guess. in. I with always mayonnaise. assumed just. No, but it could be either way. They don't pack tuna with mayonnaise, I don't think. Tuna salad, right? Well, do they pack? Do those? they put tuna salad in a can? I don't know. I don't, I don't like tuna I salad don't, either. Yeah, I've never eaten tuna. In my I really life. don't care for chicken salad that much either. I, it's yeah, okay, but I don't like. I never liked mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is gross. I, I like mayonnaise, but you're gross. Sometimes I like to do this thing where I put a, a hard-boiled egg in my mouth and then I squeeze a bunch of mayonnaise in there. What do you call that? I call it a man egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's like, it's funny because I forget a lot of gags from that show, but that's one I, I will always remember for some reason. Her? Also, Also, yeah, also on Young because yeah, that's just I great. <laughs> it's funny because did you watch the whole thing? Not the mo- I saw season four years ago, didn't care for it. There's there's a piece where somebody graffitis the word hello on something, and it's like, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, right? Yeah. Um, so immediately the boys say, we're sorry, Mr. Krabs. They're pretty much saying, I didn't realize it was that big a deal. They're and giving we were- in to their elder. They're doing as they're told, as they should, essentially. I mean, he is looking out for them. Yeah, they're like, we should just... Do our job and not do drugs anymore. Yeah, and he makes them promise that he won't ride the hooks again. And, and after they give a, we promise, Mr. They Krabs, put their ha- their right hand in the air and say, we promise. But Crab says, Haha, no, I need a sailor's promise. Repeat after me. And he gives them, I'm assuming he just made this up. Yo-ho, yo-ho, near the hooks, I'll never go. I mean, that would probably be a... Underwater pirate saying, you know, because yeah, it's like it could be. pirates are susceptible to, you know, addiction, I think, because of their life. You know, they've they've lived a rough life. Yeah. I guess he's a sailor, not necessarily a pirate, but he does. <laughs> he is kind of like a pirate, though. But for the know? government, a government. Pirate. That's all that <laughs> that's all that they are. Right? Absolutely. Um. So they repeat it. And then. uh like as it's happening, we can see this hook going over to crabs and it pokes him in the butt and he like jumps up holding his butt and he goes, ah, mother of pearl fire on the poop deck. And then indeed. And this is where we have our special surprise for Zachary. A fun thing that I found on the Wikipedia that I didn't remember until I saw it. And I swear to God, I I remember it now. Maybe I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. This is a really cool thing that they did promoting Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, the movie. And I will play it for Zach right now on YouTube. 12 seconds later. 
That's awesome. I totally forgot about that, but I do remember, do you remember it happening. that? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I totally remember it. So to explain, right, it looks like it looks like just an ad, and it's Jimmy Neutron and Goddard, the dog. They walk onto the screen, and they have this device uh, when Mr. Krabs is warning them of the hooks. Uh, we see Jimmy Neutron turning a crank, and then it, it like zaps the whole screen and turns the scene into uh, everybody being puppets. So they film this extra, right? We have Krabs and the boys uh, as big puppets talking, and they're doing the exact scene. But the one that we just watched um, was just regular, did not have this in there. So this was a special thing that they must have started doing at a certain point to promote Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, the movie before before the TV uh, show was ever a thing. So this was uh, supposedly aired in 2001. Um, if you would like to watch it, you can look up the Lost Hooky Puppet Scene 2001 on YouTube, and you can watch it. Uh, if you watch this show at that time, I highly recommend checking it out because you might remember it. For me, it was like a long, long buried memory. I mean, you know, you probably only saw this once or twice ever. Yeah. Um, but I totally remember that. And it's just, or at least remember hearing about it. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, it's hard to say, but I definitely like remember Jimmy Neutron. And I remember the promotion for Jimmy Neutron. Cause I was psyched for that movie. Same. So, uh, it definitely, uh, was a thing in that, at that time. And assuming there's some people listening that don't really know Jimmy Neutron, you know, go check out Jimmy Neutron. Like, yeah. It's, it's on a, Hulu. It's a legit, you know, check out the movie, check out the show. Like it's a legit Nickelodeon uh, property that I'm a big fan of. Some uh, great, great things. You know, big re- thank yous really from funny. McSpankies. I, I imagine the animation, especially on the TV show, has probably not aged that well. Yeah, because um, it, it was early 3D yeah, graphics. Yeah, it was like Butt Ugly Martians uh, time period, uh-huh. which is one of the ugliest cartoons ever, no pun intended. Yeah. Do you remember that shit? I, do. I remember I remember thinking this is terrible. I want to like it, but it's so bad. Yeah. Did did you feel that I way? I did actually. Yeah, yeah I feel was... like it was objectively bad. Like it was just obviously just like trying to be funny and right. teenage it's like it's kind Ninja of a Turley. funny name and it could be cool, but it just wasn't just God awful 3d animation. Um, that would be fun to review an episode of that someday. <laughs> yeah. So we see in the puppet thing or in the regular, uh, like they do it in both, right? Where the hook comes down and hits Mr. Krabs in the butt. And then he goes, ah, mother of pearl fire on the poop deck. And then, in the Jimmy Neutron one too, that's where it zaps again and everything goes back to normal and they walk off screen. Right. And you know, it doesn't actually say Jimmy Neutron coming soon or anything. It's just like, he's in the show. And you know what? I feel like he did this in some other shows, maybe fairly Potentially. odd parents too. And, um, I don't know that, that been out. I don't think point? fairly odd parents had, was on air yet, but I feel like it was something else. We'll have to check that out later. Yeah. Uh, but that, this is the thing like Jimmy Neutron, the movie came a good year or two before the show ever was even announced or anything. Right. Um, it was just a movie at first. So then, uh, they're still giving their promise. SpongeBob and Patrick, there he said, "Repeat after me," and then he got hit with the hook. So then they repeat him and say, "Ah, mother of pearl, 
fire on the poop deck and they turn around and rub their butts just the way he did. Mr. Krabs is like, all right, then let's get out of this death trap. And we cut to an exterior shot of SpongeBob's house. And we hear SpongeBob's voice. Okay, Gary, today is a new day. I'm ready to prove myself loyal to Mr. Krabs. Wow, what a loyal guy that he's like, <laughs> that's that's my goal for the day. Yeah. Be loyal to Mr. Krabs. And he's telling his pet. So we can't see the inside, but we can see the shot of his and Squidward's house. And, and we hear sweet Gary. And SpongeBob takes off towards Patrick's house. Yep. Saying, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready, ready. Yeah. I'm ready. You know what's funny is that I remember that being like, like, that's his thing. He says, I'm ready. But I don't really remember... There being a lot of episodes where he says it, but so far he has said it a lot. Um, yeah, I remember it being a thing. I remember not thinking about it too much until people started saying it at school. And I was like, I guess that's a thing. I guess SpongeBob says I'm ready. And well, then he would that, do it on the commercials and stuff too. Yeah. So, I mean, I just remember, yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of his catchphrases. I'm ready. He's yeah. ready for things and he has to tell people he has to tell the world. He's yeah. just a sweet, sweet boy. So as it's happening, he's running past Patrick's house. Patrick gets up on his rock, goes, hey, SpongeBob, you're going the wrong way. And then he unsuctions from the rock and falls into his furniture. Which is a classic Patrick thing we haven't seen in a while, though, but it happened a few times early on. And I think that uh, Patrick's eyes really looked like they looked weird. He did kind of look high, I thought, in it. Which kind of continues the thing. I didn't of it. notice that. Yeah. So then uh, SpongeBob's like, What do you mean? I always go to work this way. Telling us that I've Uh-oh. been correct still the whole time. No, not the whole time. You He's, know. He always goes that way. Always. He, he just said it. I could not quote it better. I guess he did say that, but we've seen him go the other way a couple times. So all I'm saying is. So he's a liar. You're we, saying. All I'm saying is it's a damn cartoon, and sometimes it's to the right, sometimes it's to it's to the left, or whatever suits the episode. Or maybe sometimes he's stopping off somewhere else on the way to work that's the other direction, no, and there we just are, don't see it. In squeaky boots, it's confirmed. He tiptoes right over to the Krusty Krab to the right. We did not <laughs> mention it in that episode, but I, I know for a fact, and there's one other time at least. I have at least two times in my mm-hmm. in my favor. Well, he always goes to work this way. And Patrick (laughs) tells him, "Uh, wait, you're not going to work today. We're going to play hooky. So he's like, don't go to work. Let's just chill and get high. Name of the episode. (laughs) Chill and get high. Yeah. (laughs) And Patrick's like, or SpongeBob goes, but Patrick, we promised. He's like, well, I had my fingers crossed. And SpongeBob's like, you... You don't have any fingers, Patrick. Yeah. And so Patrick's like trying to find a way to get out of it. And he's like, well, Mr. That Mr. Krebs is just a big dummy. We played on those hooks all day long. Nothing happened to us. You know, he's like, we just chilled. SpongeBob. Yeah. SpongeBob still, though, is trying to be like, no, Patrick. He's trying to reason with him. But Patrick is out of control. He says, are you going to listen to a big dummy or are you going to listen to me? Which is funny yeah because because he is also patrick's the dummy in this instance yeah so he's basically like are you gonna listen to a guy who i think they both describe me (laughs) yeah are you gonna think are you gonna listen to a guy who i think is dumb or are you gonna listen to me a dumbass (laughs) yeah and then he spongebob actually doesn't know how to answer he's like um 
But Patrick says, well, see you later. I'm I'm going to go have some fun. And he starts going toward the hooks. Peer pressure. And the hooks are like right next to their house at this point now. And he jumps over and he's playing on him. And you can just hear him yell at him. Come on, SpongeBob. You know you want to. Yeah. So Such he's really peer boy. pressuring. And SpongeBob, though, no way. He's walking back to work on his way. It's like, I know I want to, but I promised Mr. Krabs I wouldn't go anywhere. <gasps> and then there's a hook. And he uh, he's right like in front of him. Yeah, he runs into it. He's like about to grab it. And he's like, no, no, no. Krabs told me all about you. And he like walks around it. He's like, you're a liar, a deceiver. I'll never fall for your tricks again. Never. So it's kind of like talking about it's like a relationship type thing or, too. or the uh, the heroin needle. Yeah. And he says, is the seat taken? Uh, because he runs back quickly after he leaves. Yeah. Because he is addicted. As we see, he sits down on the hook. This is like, uh, oh, man, I forget. There's a name for that kind of style of hook. That is that shape but it's like a like a c like a c or a g yeah it's very rounded yeah and um and he sits on it like like he's in like a ski lift or something right yeah it is like a ski lift and he goes up and uh comes back down you know right we can see him float back down so he was pretty much like all right i'll just do the one he comes down he's like oh glad i got that out of my system but we can see that there's a rope following yeah, the, him. The line is following him. Yeah, and then he like realizes it. He looks back, and you can see the hook through his pants, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I'm hooked." So this is like he realizes I'm addicted to drugs, and, and I need that to go. Means, and he, uh, we see the can of tuna, and the lid swings open, and it's just. SpongeBob's face crammed in there. Just yeah. just a yellow massive sponge with his face on it. Yeah, like why with like a blank expression. It's like you're you're not tuna. Because he's dead. But yeah. Yeah. That's what Mr. Krabs told him though, so that's what he believes will happen to him. And he starts to run to the Krusty Krab, uh, yelling for help. I wanted to mention too, Mr. Krabs saying mother of Pearl. He was mm. talking about his ex wife. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I always thought that was funny yeah. that he said that. <laughs> Classic, like SpongeBob saying funny things when he's freaking out. Yeah. Um, Doing this, the, he's talking like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh-huh, uh, Mr. Uh-huh. Krabs, uh, we cut to the Krusty Krab, and Mr. Krabs uh, is offering Pearl and her friends free water. And yeah. And there's a bunch of glasses of water. She, yeah. On a platter. And she says, Thanks, Dad. Like, he, just give him water. You don't have to say it's free. Also, but, he he makes sure that they remember to leave him a tip. Yeah, just for old Mr. Krabs. Don't forget to leave a tip. And then SpongeBob, he's like, Mr. Krabs. And uh, he's like at the door. And Krabs goes, SpongeBob, you're two minutes late. What kept you, laddie? Yeah, SpongeBob is like very much a stickler for like time and yeah. breaks. And obviously Krabs is episode. too. You think... SpongeBob would have went early to work, but I guess it's true. I guess he expects him early, generally. 
probably. Yeah. SpongeBob. Like though, Squidward's already there. Come on. Yeah. Right. right. You can't be later than Squidward. That's just that's late as shit uh, for SpongeBob. But you can only see like, like his head. Yeah. He's like he poking it into the entrance. He's like hanging on, kind of right. No, uh, not not really. Not yet. Yeah. He's just there. And he's like, you know those hooks we were talking about? And he's like, didn't I tell you not to go near those hooks? Which is a funny thing to say, which will lead into the end of the episode. Because yeah. it's like, well, how does he know to just say that already? But What do you mean? He said, like, he's like, oh, you know those hooks? And he was like, yeah, I told I you not it, to go near them. Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. And For then, some reason, never mind. I, I feel like that alludes to... Right, that he already knows that the deal. he knows the deal, but, but he, maybe not. I guess it's it's. I guess it's a natural enough response. He says, "I told you not to go near him, right?" And SpongeBob says, "Uh, no." And then he gets pulled backward, and he has to like climb his way back, essentially. And he's like, "I mean, yes, yes, yeah, you told me not to go near him." So he's still hiding the fact that he's hooked, but yeah, he's basically like, "I'm high right now, Mr. Krabs." Like that's how out of control <laughs> I am. Right, right, right. And he's like, you weren't playing on those hooks, were you, laddie? Of course not. I mean, not exactly. I mean, yes! Yes, I did it! I admit it! Oh, Mr. Krabs, I'm so ashamed! I mean, look at me! I'm hooked! Hmm, it's in there pretty deep. Yeah, he walks out and he's like, you can see it through his pants. It's like... He's like, hmm, it's in there pretty deep. And it is. It's right through the pants. Yeah. It's like, what am I going to do? And There's only per- one thing to do. And then boy. we see Pearl and her friends are all there, and they're, like, giggling. They all gather around because they know the deal. SpongeBob figures it out. He's like, he oh, gets, no. like, red in the face. Oh, no, I can't take off my pants. Not in front of all these girls. It's like, you're a grown man. Come on. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it'd be okay. But well, yeah, his, it's just, he's got to... He's got a tiny willy, but that's okay. <laughs> well, Nothing wrong we see that. that the hook keeps pulling him, and he's like, uh, ah, well, all right, I'm taking him off. I'm taking him off. And he takes his pants off. He, he just rips, rips him them forward. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, there. Mr. Krabs is like, uh, and he points behind him, and SpongeBob gives one of his, I love his screams when he does. He's like, whoo! <laughs> it's like no 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 and we can see that the hook is now also through his underwear his whitey tighties indeed and mr krabs is like pointing it out to him lad and he's like oh no 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 he's like anything but that do it i'm not gonna get naked in front of these girls and krabs is like all right, I understand. We can assume that they, SpongeBob and Pearl, are relatively close in age too, because of the chaperone. I would say. Yeah. You know, SpongeBob is older, but not much. You know. Yeah. So then, Crabs uh, is like, "You were a good little fry cook, SpongeBob," and he grabs a help wanted sign and puts it up. He has to like blow off the dust, and it's funny because it's. The name of the first episode in the name of the last episode of yeah, the season. Yeah, it's the same sign. It looks just the same as it did. Yep. And he's uh, like, we'll find another. Uh, hopefully one that'll listen to old crabs. And SpongeBob, he he's like, no, no, no. And it just keeps pulling him and he's reeling in. He's like, I'll listen, I promise. But it's like, what do you want him to do? Like, he told you what to do. 
just take off your underwear. And yep. he's like being pulled and he grabs a flower, but it's still pulling him back and he lets go. He's holding on to the crusty crab sign. He's like, save me, save me. I promise I'll be good. He's like, then his underwear comes completely off with the hook and a sigh of relief. Right. Whew. But then gravity finally kicks back in and momentum and the sign flings him into the door the glass door, and he's naked, and he's like huge. He's yeah. like spread very thin. And he hit stretched. it so hard that it like stretched out his whole body to the length of both doors, and uh, so and much so that is... his wiener is all the way down at the bottom of the door, um, which is obscured by a table. When we see from the inside, we see the girl's point of view. They're like, "Oh, look." It's SpongeBob nudie pants, which yeah. that's really memorable too. And that. he like screams. Yeah, another he, one of he, his patented screams. Yeah, and he yep patented, and he has to run away. And then Squidward walks up holding the fish hook that we just saw with underwear and pants attached. Oh, it's just underwear. Just underwear. Yeah. Sorry. He says, "Well, that was more of SpongeBob than I needed to see." Classic Squidward type yeah. thing to say, and he says. Crabs that says. was yeah. Crab says that was some fine angling. Do you think the lad has learned his lesson? He says, "I think he'll remember this for a long time. I know I will." And they all laugh. And then you can see SpongeBob running back to his house naked, and he's like, "The pants, the underwear." Classic. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's very memorable. And then, uh, bus rolls by um, and stops in front of Patrick's house. And when it goes away, we see it's left a can of tuna yeah. on the doorstep, so to speak. And and we get the last line of the episode. Patrick inside says, Hello, does someone have a can opener? Yeah, and it's like got a bit of an echo on it to so, simulate the can. So if we went too fast, right, Mr. Krabs and Squidward work together to put a hook out for SpongeBob to see, give into his urges and get hooked on it. Yeah, so the that's the reason why the hook was right in front of SpongeBob. Yeah, because they were teaching Squid, him a lesson. Squidward put it there. Which where was Squidward? Was he like just up on a boat? Like what how does that work? Right. It doesn't look like it would make sense with the way it was pulling him he away had to from be, the crusty crab. He had crab. to be up higher. Like yeah. or have some kind of a pulley system in place. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, super good episode, super memorable for me. Lots of memorable lines. I had a lot of fun. It's SpongeBob nudie pants. That's a good one. Um, you know, the, the pants, highest the score underwear. possible. I would say so as well, my friend. Uh, really good. And this is just a great preview of things to come in this next coming season. Also, that was the second time they mentioned a can opener in the show. That's oh, cray that cray. one's the can opener. Oh, yeah. And it's like, why would you drop him off at his house? Obviously, you want to sell it to people to eat. Right. It makes I, no sense. Right. He, he gets addressed. Escaped. He gets he gets a, a label slapped on him that has his address underwater. Come on, guys. <laughs> and uh, that does it for episode 20. A. We should take this time to. Remind the listeners that if you like the show and you want to hear more from us, uh, we do offer these unedited recordings that we have uh, available to our Patreon 
subscribers. We we have multiple levels if you do want to support us that offer uh, different kind of rewards. Yes, we are on Patreon. Um, we have no uh, patrons as of yet, but we are hoping that you out there, wherever you are, if you like us and you wish to support us, because we don't make any money doing this whatsoever, and we're not really about making money, but... We are um, in the business of trying to get better equipment, and uh, I recently lost a pair of headphones to a naughty kitty cat at home. So things like that, you know, there uh, it is. It can be expensive and time-consuming to make a podcast. So if you would wish to support us directly, you can find us at Patreon.com/slash/StripeSweater. We have a few tiers available. Nothing super crazy yet, but. We have the Honorary Town Rookie, which is our $1 tier, which will get you added to our supporters list on Facebook. Um, so really, that's just, uh, you know, a basic support level. No, no real reward there. But uh, we also have the Goofy Goober, which is $3 per month. And that would get you um, a shout out on each and every Stripe Sweater podcast episode for that month. Um, and that will include whatever four episodes uh, starting with your donation. Um, and our $5 tier, the Bikini Bottom Bad Boy or Girl, get every episode of our podcast one full week in advance. So that would be super great. And um, in the future, we may add a tier where, or we may add to this tier where you get each and every episode unedited as well, um, which would be for someone who's a super hardcore fan uh, because we talk about a lot of random shit. Sometimes we go off on tangents for way too long and uh, it might be interesting to listen to for someone, but a lot of it is not SpongeBob related. So if that sounds interesting to you, check us out, patreon.com slash stripe sweater. We would really appreciate it. It would be seriously amazing to uh, receive any amount of money even if it is just a dollar or two a month to do this that would be in a way a dream come true so do what you want to do people i'm not going to pressure you any more than that peer pressure is bad as we just learned thanks next we have episode 22b the final of season one mermaid man and barnacle boy two Eleven minutes long. Storyboard director Chuck Klein, storyboard artist Jay Lender, written by them two, along with Mr. Lawrence, or as I like to call him, Senor Lawrence. Animation director was Tom Yasumi. Creative director. Double D. He's a banshee in the sheets. And a raptor in the streets. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, the Raptors have won the. Are NBA they? Finals. Are they winning? 3-1 as of yesterday. Oh, no shit. I, I haven't kept up with it at all. KD's that's, been that's out great. the whole time. They've never won the, the title, have they? Nope. That's awesome. KD's I hope been they do out, it. though, luckily. And Clay Thompson just came back, but they still lost. It's Derek Drymon. Freak, yeah. And we got special guests again. But Derek Drymon, now he can accept his 
per- perfect attendance award for season one. Absolutely. So he, uh, we actually brought him onto the show to accept his award. Derek, would you come in here? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, really happy to accept this award. Uh, I've been mentioned on every episode of the Stripe Sweater Podcast, and I think that it's a really great show, and you guys should keep doing it. I'm glad to have been able to help entertain you guys throughout your childhood, and man, I just really want to thank you guys for personally paying to fly me out from California all the way here and giving me a place to stay for a couple of days while I get back on my feet, but that's really all I gotta say. I gotta thank the big man upstairs, Krabs, uh, you know, my wife, um... The big man downstairs, because without without the devil, God isn't possible. Am I right? I don't know. I, I just gotta I, I gotta go. This is this has gone on way too long. I got other <laughs> creative direction to do. Thanks, right. Derek. That was later, Derek. That, that was weird. I I told you I was really looking forward to getting a special guest on here. I don't. And there think, he was. I don't think that was Derek Drymon. Are you? That was not a... Wait, his cab's leaving. Should I get him back and he, have him prove? He look, Derek! He looks like... He, Derek! He looks like he's taken a shower recently to me. Derek! Oh, he's already gone. I, and that accent didn't quite sound Jamaican. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think you got the wrong guy, bro. What the... I, you know how much I paid that guy? What? You paid him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Please. Uh, Patreon.com slash Stretch Twitter Podcast. We need to make our Zach money just, back. Yeah. Come, come on. We just paid a lot of money for an imposter. The fake Derek? I, there's no way. I All guess right, there we'll, could be more than one in the world. It's we'll a see. fair. It's a fair enough mistake. And I spent all the resources, too, making that award by hand. The perfect attendance award, like oh my god, it was. I used glass. I etched into it. I know oh. you really went hard on that. I was surprised by your craftsmanship. I was like, whoa, this dude knows his his way around a bandsaw. Am yeah, I right. We didn't even take a picture beforehand. Dang it! Oh. All right, heartbreak Shucks. on the last episode. Uh, that's so, okay. Uh, moving on. Derek right? winning his award. We have special guests this episode. Obviously, we know two of them, right? Ernest Borgnine, of course, uh, as Mermaid Man. Tim Conway, Rip. Actually, Rip to Re- all... Yeah, recent Rip. Uh, but we, we have a recent Rip for Tim Conway, but also Rip, Ernest Borgnine, and also in 2000, Rip, in 2007, <laughs> Rip to Charles Nelson Riley, who was the voice of the Dirty Bubble in this episode. And he, of course, was an actor on stage and in multiple things, nothing I've personally seen. So I can't speak to, uh, who he is really very much. Um, but of course we know Tim Conway was in a show with Ernest Borgnine, the Navy or whatever it was. It was a Navy show. Ernest Borgnine was in a bunch of stuff. Look them up yourselves. Really. If you're curious, um, cause I imagine a lot of people probably aren't curious and a, pro- a lot of people probably already know who we're talking about, but if you're curious, Google is just, uh, Moment of way. Moment of way. Yeah, why the fuck did I say that? <laughs> so this one starts with SpongeBob. Uh, first, we're outside his house. We go in. We see that he is sitting at his table eating cereal out of a bowl that looks like Mermaid Man's like 
suit. Spandex. Yeah. Just the just the what it, what is that area? Like the lower torso, you know? Yeah. It's his pelvis and It's like a junk. singlet almost that he wears. Yeah. But it's it's only or I guess an all over it's like a They're like trunks. It's like a what's it called? Um uh rash guard like a, what a surfer wears you know yeah a wetsuit basically yeah but that's like what the shape of the bowl is uh he's eating brand cereal uh the mermaid man and barnacle boy brand flakes is what they are and um, he's watching his f- favorite saturday morning show right we have the french narrator narrating uh uh then uh he talks about he's watching Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. We see the the bowl and the cereal up close, and it even says he's enjoying it. Uh, he pours the cereal into the bowl, but then also this giant set of like dentures falls out, and the narrator says, "Enjoying a bowl of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy brand cereal." And wearing the official Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy Blackfist Biker. Okay, so SpongeBob takes the big dentures and puts them in his mouth. And the narrator says that he is wearing the official Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy Breakfast Biters. Mm. So this is like they have a whole franchise going. They got the cereal, they yeah. got the bowls, they got the biters. Like the show. Give me a break. You're and making money. They're just racking it in these old coots. It's crazy too because like they it they still live at the retirement home, raking it in. Did I say racking? That doesn't make sense. It's fine. You can rack things in. Rack them. What are we rack, playing pool? Rack them. Rack. I'm gonna rack them. Do you know what it's, that is? It's rack em, Ralph. Do you know about rack em, rack Willie? What I was just doing. Rack them. Rack. Think so. Uh, listeners at home, please Google. Rack'em Rack Willie. It's a old YouTube video that me and a few friends used to really laugh at a lot. Really laugh at. Not fake. Rip. Or just a little bit. And anyway, <clears throat> the TV announcer uh, comes on and... The Spongebob Man! That guy. That's yeah. He talks. And so it's typical... Uh, Mermaid Man, Barnacle Boy Fair. They're in front of like a background with a, it's glowing, I think, similar to the background we saw in the last episode. And they're, they're getting ready to, uh, well, Mermaid Man comes in and the TV announcer says, by the power of Neptune, aided by his young ward. And Barnacle Boy comes down on a rope, but he like is lowered down way too fast and smashes into the ground. Yeah, so they're both lowered by a rope okay. and hook. It's yeah. pretty obvious that they are. It's like, oh, I get it. It's like funny special effects. But then I was like, wait, this is two episodes in a row of a hook on a string. Like we haven't seen it. Yeah, that I can. That's funny. We maybe saw it in there talent. is there is fishing. The there oh, is right. there is instances of fishing, which is right. my thing. That's like weird. Why didn't they know? Because they see the guy fishing in Karate Choppers, right. and Mr. Krabs goes fishing in his dreams. Yeah. So it's like they know what fishing is and what a hook is, right? But yeah, so Barnacle Boy slams to the ground, and then his like hook comes out. Um. And they both try to flex, 
But then, like, you can hear their their back snap, and yeah. they're like holding their back because they're all old and shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so they're still making the show pretty much the same, though. They're just real old. And then you can hear Mermaid Man go to the chiropractor away. <laughs> and, and so it's funny. This is we saw in the last one with them. This is just what the show's turned into: is these old guys and SpongeBob and Patrick like it more than ever. So whatever. And we have a great transition to the next scene by two fists coming together, one Mermaid Man and one Barnacle Boy. They're like live-action fists. Touching their rings. And yeah. they they uh, cut to the scene where they go through these old villains, you know, the Sinister Slug, the Atomic Flounder, the Jumbo Shrimp, and they're like punching each one with each while they're being named. Barnacle Boy hits the uh the sinister slug but you can tell that they're cardboard cutouts yeah and so he hits it and then the the word that pops up like the the batman style yeah the comic uh boom pow bang. action yeah. uh the onomatopoeia. onomatopoeia yeah that's what i was gonna say too you know so it says prop and then uh the atomic flounder gets hit uh cardboard, cardboard. <laughs> yeah and then the, the jumbo, jumbo shrimp, shrimp. Uh, lame. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, this show kind of sucks now. Um, but yeah, right. SpongeBob still loves it. Yeah, it's like the show is self-aware that it sucks. And the announcer, the fish, the fish announcer, the li- the live-action fish with a flapping mouth. Yeah, who, it just moves like he's a Canadian in South Park. Yeah, and you see, yeah, it's just like animated exactly like a Canadian in South Park. Well, almost exactly, but yes. I yes, same thing. Um, very choppy animation, and you know, apparently this guy's name is Johnny Elaine, which I feel like that is established later. But of course, the transcript says that. Yeah. Anyway, he says, "Hey kids, are you ready to hear the winners of this week's contest?" So it's a kids show, um, right? <laughs> SpongeBob, of course, a grown man loves a kids show. It's okay. A lot. I'm sure a lot of grown men watch this show. Um. And SpongeBob is like getting excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. He's shaking the TV. And the winner is Springboob Squirepin. Aw, I work forever on those life-size Krabby Patty mannequins of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. For these life-size Krabby Patty mannequins of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Hey, Springboob Squirepin stole my idea. Yeah, I always thought it was like Springboob Squire Pants. That was the way that I had heard it. Yeah, I always knew it was something different. I didn't know that it was pin necessarily, but I knew it wasn't pants. Yeah. Um so and then we see SpongeBob with Gary and he's like, Oh man, I worked forever on those life size Krabby Patty mannequins of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. <laughs> and he holds his hands out like my hands, the work I did you know, that's like what he's putting across. For these life size Krabby Patty mannequins of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. And it's a 3d looking like yeah rendition of or render of the right the patties that just look like the shape of both of them they basically right what i think they probably did was they just took like the outline yeah. of each character right they Mermaid just Man drew and, a, Boy, yeah. and then just yeah rendered a picture of a burger like all over print of a burger yeah over those you'd think if you were going to do that he actually would have had to like glue all the pieces together it would have been quite a project not just the bun to bun but also a huge waste of food yep 
and it probably is already bad because Krabby Patties yeah, have perishable bad, right? yeah, everything. It's perishable, right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously something's going on, and SpongeBob goes, "Hey, Spring Boob Squire Pin stole my idea," and then we see the TV fish, and there's a phone hanging down, and it's an old style phone, like a house phone. Yeah, we don't see those anymore. Right. Um. So a lot of kids, if they're watching, they might not even know what that is. But I guess, right? That's weird to think. But you can hear like, and he's talking to it, and he's like, what? Oh, okay. And then he says, it appears I've made a slight error in uh, pronunciation. And then we can see his full body, and he's like, he's like... rotating and like like dancing around the whole screen essentially it's like really building he goes the actual the real name of the winner is spongebob squarepants he's so excited he says i wonder when my prize will and uh you see the package on screen and then he like just turns around and it's right behind him and it's yeah the, the shot like moves over yeah and it's the it's, the new, he's like a newspaper boy type fish yeah yeah uh and he was in the hall monitor episode yeah he's like arm yourselves with knowledge yeah uh it's that same guy he's got the like newsboy hat on and he's got like overalls on or something along the lines of overalls and SpongeBob's so excited my prize and he opens it up you know, really excited to find out what he got. And it turns out it's actually the official conch signal, which is a seashell, a conch shell, I guess. It looks different than the magic conch, though. Which, which we haven't seen yet. A conch shell, though, yeah, it doesn't really look like this. Maybe, maybe that is called a conch shell, too. Maybe it's just a different kind of conch. I'm not yeah. sure. But it's basically a, a shell, a seashell, that is... Similar to some kind of a, a horn, a horn instrument. Yeah, so um, we find out that this conch signal is like the bat signal. So this is what, when played, you know, it brings the boys to action because they're needed. And it's not an official replica. It is the conch shell. So if you right. remember, this is a show, but it's also real life. It's them doing things in real life. They're actual superheroes that are humans that live underwater. And they're so, actual supervillains with superpowers. Yeah, so world. you would also assume him blowing the conch, he would get on some episodes because they record like all the time of their real life stuff. Right. But, you know, that's that's just my take on it. Right. So SpongeBob, theoretically... Everything they do for SpongeBob coming up would be on their TV show. Yeah. So, because it's pretty interesting, too, I guess, to SpongeBob. He's like a weird dude. So, he is showing it off to the audience. He goes, From the adventures of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. And then he turns back around. And then he turns around again to show it and goes, As seen on TV. Yeah. And he uh, is. Like holding it to himself, he's so happy. Yeah, he says, "I wonder if it still works." And immediately runs to the window and starts blowing it. And I love the face. Yeah, and he every time he blows it, it's this face. He has like one eye open, his cheeks are puffed out, and he's barely able to play it. Is like, yeah, it sounds like you're just uh, buzzing with your mouthpiece, basically. Like yeah. it's not a and good sound. You don't know what you're doing usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, which. 
if you play a brass instrument, you know what buzzing with your mouthpiece is. Somehow, though, this noise is this is what it's supposed to sound like because Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy both perk up when it hits Shady Shoals retirement home. Yeah. So I don't think it's supposed to sound like this, but I think that they have some sort of strange connection where they can always hear it. I would assume it's I supposed guess. to be like, a, I guess that's fair, but yeah, yeah, probably like a more horny noise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Right. So Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are sleeping and they're like at the old person's home on couches. They're not sleeping together in a bed. So he goes, the con signal. And then to the Mermaid invisible Man, mobile. Yep. They jump up and then they so they jump up and then they sit back down on the couch. The couch spins around bends backward and then they go flying down a big slide similar to the way that Patrick and SpongeBob would get ready when they were playing it and this is where we also get a call back to that right because they're falling they're falling like they're sitting and yep. they're falling so fast that their butts catch on fire just like when Patrick and SpongeBob did their hands caught on fire cuz they used ropes because they're not as Good at doing stunts, I guess. It's not well, movie magic. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that was from friction from the ropes. This is like uh, gravitational pull yeah. is so great that uh, they're falling very far, you know? Right. Um, so then they stop in midair. Oh, also, they did go down like a little slide. I forgot. When they were going down the slide, we do see that for a while. It kind of reminded me of the race against... The mother penguin in Super Mario 64. Okay, sure, yeah. So, but as they're doing it, at first they kind of like flop a little bit. Like it looks like they're like little fish, but then then they get it. And they're they're going down this swirly slide. It's important because we'll see a really crazy version of this later. Indeed. And they stop in midair, though, like instead of hitting the ground, but uh, supposedly to land in the boatmobile. That's what we are to assume. Uh, but they stop and, uh, Barnacle Boy says, Mermaid Man, and yes, Barnacle Boy, we're not in the invisible boatmobile, are we? Uh, nope. And then they just fall to the ground, which is better than if they just hit the ground without stopping in midair first, I assume, less impact. So they're not actually in the invisible boatmobile. Um, and they need to look around for it in their little They're feeling around and uh, they're like, you know. Barnacle Boy, wherever you are. Yeah, Barnacle Boy says, "I told you, making it invisible is a stupid idea." <laughs> but you know, obviously, it serves a different purpose, right? Not I that guess, they can hide right. themselves, so nobody so else can steal it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so, because <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> they're not is. invisible when they ride it, but it's also a reference to Wonder the Woman, jet. right? Yeah, uh, which is better when it flies you around like that. However, yeah. they're. Uh, Barnacle Boy's walking, and then his face hits nothing. It looks like an invisible wall, but it like completely yeah, compresses. Yeah, he, he bashes his shit <laughs> yeah. into that. And he's like, oh, Mermaid Man. And you can hear the keys moving. He's like, I think I... And then Found fire, yeah, fire comes out of the back of the boat and burns Barnacle Boy, and he goes, Found it! <laughs> And, and then, uh, burns the shit out of him. And he's like, come on, get a move on, son. Like, yeah, like, we don't have unaware that he fucking burned the shit out of him. And 
they get in and classic whatever classic uh like superhero or like sci-fi type thing ignition throttle or race car driver perhaps yeah, or like boosters engaged yeah right uh and they're pushing the buttons and stuff and they uh they blast off you know with fire behind them uh coming out of the exhaust i guess and the it it like blasts through this uh thing which is like underneath the the ramp that leads up to the retirement home so yeah the mermelaire is right below shady shoals retirement home which makes sense because that's where they live yeah uh it goes back to spongebob and he is inside and apparently it did not work you know he goes maybe the con signal doesn't work anymore gary meows because you can hear uh something approaching very near and you can hear mermaid man say activate torpedo speed fire so they've like stopped somewhere and they're like launching into where the noise was coming from yeah so and he pops through the side of the pineapple right through the wall and is like mermaid man and then barnacle boy comes right through the door knocking the handle off of it which damn and it fucks him up too he's like because he doesn't even say his own name right (laughs) he says and bobble and then it fucking (laughs) falls and he lands right on his face yeah he gets wrecked in this episode it's almost like (laughs) i forget like how much he's the physical humor but he's the the, he's like the foil like he's the butt (laughs) of every like anytime someone needs to get hurt it's barnacle boy but it's like he's such an old man like i kind of feel bad like i know but i know i know right he could die at any moment (laughs) but we're humans we understand i guess he is like slightly a smart ass maybe so like that's his thing because like mermaid man is like a sweet man and barnacle boy is maybe sometimes kind of mean to him i don't know i think maybe that's the (laughs) idea because i always remember thinking barnacle boy is kind of a drag you know he's not really like super fun bobacle though that's funny it reminds me because i'm pretty sure there's an episode where they're just talking and squidward goes did you just call me squidward (laughs) and it's like what the (laughs) it's the same kind of joke it's so random yeah yeah so they're in here now, and SpongeBob's like, I can't believe it, Gary. Look, they're here. And then uh, he goes to introduce himself, but Mermaid Man gets up and points. He goes, oh, my Neptune. He's been horribly disfigured. Oh, we're too late. You know? So, yeah, like like SpongeBob's so disgusting looking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, no, they got him. Barnacle and- Boy knows that he's not... He remembers who this is because yeah. obviously Mermaid Man doesn't. He's so like, it's just that please. Sponge Kid. And <laughs> uh, yeah, Sponge Kid again. Which I guess SpongeBob is a kid at heart, and he's a sponge at everything at life. <laughs> for oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for, for life. So Mermaid Man's like, oh yeah, good to see you, lad. He's like, yeah, he remembers now. He reminds Barnacle Boy, we got to figure out where that signal came from. And they're looking. SpongeBob just casually, oh, that was me. I blew it. He's like, well, where's the danger, son? Bring it on. Bring it on. (laughs) He's like, he's hyped up. (laughs) Yeah. He's punching his his hand. (laughs) I love it. He's just like, I'm here to fuck someone up. (laughs) Where's he at? What's the deal? <laughs> SpongeBob bursts his bubble uh, and says, "Oh, no danger." And First time he bursts the bubble of the episode. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "No danger. 
they're both like no danger. He's like, there has to be danger. That's what the conch signal means. You can't blow the, the conch signal if there's no danger. Yeah, where did you like, get that? Uh, how well, like how did you yeah, possibly right, get right. this? Right, they have no idea how the heck SpongeBob would end up with this thing, but he's like, Oh, I won in a contest and they're like, Oh, they don't tell us anything anymore. Yeah. Like, man, they're just giving out our actual stuff. Our stuff that like affects our lives. You yeah. Know? And we are we have it wired into our brain so we hear this thing no matter what. Yeah. And uh Barnacle Boy he he says, "Look, Spongy, that ain't no toy." He calls him Spongy, and Mermaid Man reminds him that the conch shell is like if they hear it, they are duty bound to help whenever it sounds. It's an awesome responsibility. Yeah, quite quite a great you know awesome meaning great you know. And Barnacle That's Boy basically what it means, I guess, yeah. when we say it. Great. He, he reiterates, "You only blow it when there's trouble." Or there'll be trouble. You got that? He's basically oh, saying, shit. I'm going to hurt you. I will, I will make, personally make you my bitch. I am Spongebob. the danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Mermaid Man says, good boy, and pats him like he's a dog. And then they leave. And uh, except, yeah, Mermaid Man turns back for a sec. Him and SpongeBob both point, make like finger guns, and like click. They're like... Yeah. Like it's like they have this connection, yeah. You know, and he's also kind of saying, "I got your back, dude." He's yeah. like, "Me and you, dude. Yeah, we're the best." So that's cool that they have that. Indeed, Barnacle Boy impatiently uh, tells Mermaid Man, "You know, come on, let's go." They go. SpongeBob says, "Don't worry, you won't be hearing from me for just anything. Only for the big emergencies." So. We are to assume that this won't happen again anytime soon, because when is there ever a big emergency for SpongeBob? Not well. I, I mean, guess, really, he does get into a lot. I of guess stuff. once an episode, but um, <laughs> anyway, I, I I always make these comments and then they immediately collapse on themselves. <laughs> Story of my life, I guess. Everything yeah. always collapsing. Uh, <laughs> only for the big emergencies. Um, Come on, and immediately me. we hear the conch shell again and mermaid man and barnacle boy are wearing their swimsuits and they're like, Oh, we got to go. And they go down the slide again. Well, yeah. Well, barnacle boy is banging on the bathroom door. Yeah. Almost like shaggy. Yeah. On the floor. So he's, he's like, will you hurry up in there and save me some hot water? And so Mermaid Man's been in there a Mermaid while. Mermaid Man He's a is crazy old man too, right? That is yeah. worth pointing out. You're because, so right. Because then they hear it. Mermaid That's or Barnacle Boy it. looks backward. He's like, "What was that?" Kind of. And then before he can do anything, Mermaid Man like jumps through the door and it completely smashes forward onto Barnacle Boy again. He's like, "The con signal, come on!" Yep. So they go. I mean, they. Even though they know SpongeBob has it, they assume that it's a big emergency because that's what he told them. Yep. And they <clears throat> so, slide down the thing. Uh, yeah, the slide. The slide. It's like a metal slide. first. And yeah, it's a metal slide, so it looks painful as it is. Mermaid Man is only wearing a towel, which comes off due to obvious like friction. And then he's just going down belly first with his wiener <laughs> yeah. on this metal slide oh that's like God. patched together by multiple pieces of sheet metal. That yeah. would be an awful experience. Yeah. Like that's literally like kill me. Your chest and your stomach and your wiener are getting cut to fuck and your legs <laughs> and you're old. 
And you're old as shit. Yeah. So then we go to SpongeBob's living room. They show up and he's laying down. His like eyes and like he's, feet are like he's dead, maybe. Yeah, like he's dying. Potentially. And, and Gary's there too, but there's a it's just a spotlight. Everything else is dark around him. So they run in and Mermaid Man is Naked yeah, because, and behind Gary. Yeah. And then Barnacle Boy gives him a towel and he puts it on. Gary moves away like, oh, he's changed. Oh, you cut down in its prime. Uh, oh, speak to me, son. Help. Can't open mayonnaise. What? I come down here in my underwear to open a jar of mayonnaise. And it's almost reminiscent of uh, ripped pants. Right, yeah. So second episode with mayonnaise. That's why I said that at the beginning. Ah. Very mayonnaise film. Mayonnaise, man-egg. It says mayo, the same kind of way. Yeah, um, and I hate mayonnaise. But he says, I come down in my underwear to open a jar of mayonnaise. He's, he's mad, Barnacle Boy. And SpongeBob is like... But but nothing. We can't go around socializing. We have to be prepared for uh, emergencies. And I, here, I wasn't sure, but this almost seemed like he was about to say prepared for evil. And he stopped himself and yeah. said emergencies. Right. I think that's what they were going for. I never noticed that before. But yeah, he because... caught himself because he doesn't want to rile up Mermaid Man. Yeah, so he's uh, Mermaid Man, though, he's like, Think about it. Emergencies don't come around as often as they used to. So Barnacle Boy's kind of like, well, it does give us something to do, I guess. But he's like, all right, okay. So you can blow it every once in a while. Just give us something to do when we get here. And he opens the jar of mayo. And SpongeBob and Mermaid Man both jump up and are cheering because they're like, yes, we're going to get to hang out more. Indeed. And so... Uh, the transitions in these too sometimes aren't they like like the Batman style? Um, I don't know. I didn't really notice. Maybe it's just in the show, but I I do like that. Barnacle Boy is eating soup, and Mermaid Man says danger. They go to SpongeBob's house, and they are fixing the sink. And well, also you know it's always something happening with Barnacle Boy. So it's he's eating soup. He blows on it to cool it down. Um, but Mermaid Man grabs Barnacle Boy and rips him out while he's eating, and the spoon just like spins and falls down. So it's like, ha! He didn't even get to eat his soup. Right. I mean, the, it's interrupt. It's interrupting him yeah. in his daily activities, you know. Um, but in this case, it's just for him and Mermaid Man to go unclog the bathtub and. Uh, and under the sink. And the they're sink. Doing plumbing. Yeah. So now we get like, like a wrenching something, you know? Yeah, we get a small montage of them doing uh menial tasks for SpongeBob and SpongeBob blowing the conch shell repeatedly with that dumb face. Yeah. Um and they're at the library, uh on the ladder holding a book. And Barnacle Boy is on the bottom of that one, too. He's holding up the bigger Mermaid Man as they're trying to grab a book. And then... uh, They're in SpongeBob's living room, uh, reading the newspaper in a barber's chair with Mermaid Man shining SpongeBob shoes and Barnacle Boy massaging his head. 
Yep. Sponge. And then them reading him a bedtime story at night. With uh, cookies and milk, I think. Mermaid Man, or I'm sorry, Mermaid Man seems on board with this stuff, but Barnacle Boy is getting fed up. And I mean, you know, because that's how it is. Mermaid Man's like, Mermaid Man's like the positive and Barnacle Boy's like the negative, I guess. Yeah. That makes up the duo. So then uh, we see SpongeBob blowing on it, it repeatedly, and then it just gets ripped out of his mouth and Barnacle Boy has it. He says, that's it. You're running us ragged. Mermaid Man is crawling to get to SpongeBob. And he's like, must answer Clarion call. He's really like killing himself doing uh, stupid stuff. Clarion means, or I'm sorry, I looked it up. Clarion is a, uh, like a war horn basically. So he's, that's what the con, the conch shell is in this case. Um, Yeah. The conch signal. It's, it's a horn, a war horn. For yeah. him to, to go to war, essentially. Yeah, so uh, SpongeBob's like, well, I'm sorry. He's starting to cry, kind of. I didn't mean that. I just wanted to spend time with you. You're my heroes. And then he's crying. Yeah, he's so he's really upset. He cries, yeah. he cries, a lot. He cries twice in two episodes. Yeah, Barnacle Boy not having it. It's too late for that, Mr. Contest winner. And he says he's going to destroy it with his sulfur vision. And he holds it out. <laughs> He like uh, focuses his eyes in sulfur. It looks like like kind of like laser beams. Yeah, are coming out of his eyes, and they reach. They don't about go halfway. very far. Yeah, yeah, they reach about halfway, and then they stop. He, he tries again. Yeah, doesn't work. He puts it in his pants and says, "I'll destroy it when I get back to the." And then, I'll destroy it when I get back to the, uh, Mermelair. Uh, and as for you, he does yeah. say uh a lot. I right. think that's just kind of uh, his. It's his thing. Yeah. His thing, right? And when he drops it, and you know, it's not really like a pocket; it's his front spandex, like where right. His it's right in his junk pants. would be right. Yeah. So when he drops it, though, it makes a honk. It's like honk. <laughs> I didn't that, even notice that. That's yeah, funny. they always have very strange noises because they're comic book people, right? Indeed, I guess that makes not sense. that everyone else doesn't all the time. Yeah, Mermaid Man kind of disagrees. Yeah, he's like, you know, don't squash his enthusiasm. You know, he could be the hero of tomorrow or the villain, (laughs) which is okay. Yeah, Uh, so he's basically saying we're important to this kid. Right. Uh, Like his relationship with us could make him a good guy or a bad guy. And this is probably my favorite gag of the episode right here, or scene of the episode, whatever you want to say, where he says, I remember another young whippersnapper who wanted to be a superhero. And it's like little, like it's very like lighthearted, like kiddish music playing. And he holds up this picture and it's a close up. Watercolor. I think it's watercolor is what that is. Yeah, seems like it. Um, a close-up watercolor painting, and it's of baby, uh, baby barnacle, boy. baby barnacle boy with a diaper on, but he still basically looks the same. He's got otherwise. the huge. He's nose. just a baby. Yeah. Yeah, and he's holding a lollipop, and he he holds the picture down, and you can see current barnacle boy. Yeah, just and he goes. Uh, you don't even remember breakfast, you old coot. And he's not wrong. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but he's is, also kind of like embarrassed. Yeah. And he's also kind of like just being mean to Mermaid Man, who's trying to be like uplifting 
yeah. for the situation, which is just kind of like, I don't know. Barnacle Boy is like the Squidward of these episodes. Yeah, and they both it's, have big noses. I like right. when they meet because it's funny when he gets the kids meal and stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, totally. I'm they, Barnacle Man. That's a good one. So uh, <laughs> I can't wait for that. So then the mermaid man mediates and says the con signals too much, but what about if you spent the day with us on patrol and barnacle boys even like, what? he doesn't like that. And then, uh, mermaid man runs with SpongeBob though to the invisible boat mobile barnacle boy, not having it. And for the first of three times we get the song. Oh, jingle bells, mermaid man smells, barnacle boy laying on the Invisible Boatmobile lost a wheel and... Hey, can I drive? Drive? What do you know about driving the Invisible Boatmobile? Very memorable. Obviously, it's a take on Jingle Bell's Batman smells. Robin laid an egg. It's funny because the Batmobile. I... Yeah, yeah. Lost the Batmobile. Joker got away. SpongeBob is dressed as a superhero. He has a black mask over his eyes, but you can still see his eyes because they have uh, cuts. Yeah. And then... He is wearing just his underwear on the bottom. Yeah. But underwear. it doesn't have, like, the lines where his junk would come out of, like so it usually like, does. Yeah, so they're like trunks, kind yeah. of. So SpongeBob jumps up to the driver's seat, and he's like, hey, can I drive? And Barnacle Boy's like, what do you know about driving uh, the invisible boatmobile? And SpongeBob goes, oh, tons. Like, the windshield wipers are right here. This is kind of him doing his thing he did in Sandy's Rocket, too. And this is the uh, origami button. Yeah, so you just see them. He's like, no, that's the... Uh, and they start, and they start folding up. folded up, and it turns into the crane. Classic goes, origami. Yeah. Origami button. Yep. Perfect. And then the next time we see them, <clears throat> Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are... On top of a building, and they're scouring the city. They're looking. Um, they're both. There was a thing we talked about this earlier. The smooth criminal music video. Yeah. This is what they're doing again, right? What? They're. What are they doing? They're on top of the building. They're almost like gargoyles, you know. But they're looking forward. Oh, I get what they're you're saying. Impossibly. Right. Lean so far right. forward. Yeah, they're they're lean too far forward for physics to allow. Yeah, so they like slide from one side to the other. They rotate around, and Mermaid Man is trying to teach SpongeBob a lesson. You know, when you patrol the city, you always have to be vigilant, on your toes, constantly alert. And then they, when they turn back to the original side, SpongeBob is underneath them, like on the edge, and he goes, "Hey!" And they they both go ah and they they jump off and they hit the ground from the rooftop jeez holy cow that's gotta suck yeah for those old guys oh man i'm surprised they're not dead and spongebob says i got the donuts and it's funny that it, this is actually not spongebob's fault you know they asked him for donuts clearly this is a thing that they were aware of before and He's right. there, and right. they're trying they to be vigilant. They weren't expecting him, even though they were ready to expect anything. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's silliness. But anyway, 
we cut again to them singing the song in the Bowmobile, and uh, Mermaid Man points out the atomic flounder, who is now just a citizen in Bikini Bottom, who wears clothes and is an old man. And he's like, that guy used to be the atomic flounder, but, you know, he could go back to crime just like that, snaps his fingers, and... Atomic Flounder. <laughs> well, him and Barnacle Boy laugh like, ha, 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 yeah, just pulling his right, leg. Right. Like, he's an old man. But we hear Atomic Flounder. Help, help. <laughs> yeah, he's got quite a voice. And SpongeBob is trying to arrest him. And he's like on top of him, like got him by the collar, I think, like just kind of roughing him up, you know. And it's like, you know, but SpongeBob thinks he's doing the right thing, obviously. And Mermaid Man stops him and he says, but you said he could snap like that. You know, just and he snaps. repeats the thing. And Atomic Flounder is like, this is great. I, I didn't remember this till it happened, but I like it. He's like, what? Get off of me. If I were retired, I'd, I'd... Do that. Out of my way, punk! Yeah, and he uh, uses his atomic vision. Atomic breath. Or breath, It right. comes out of his mouth, so I assume that is an atomic breath thing, which is Godzilla. Godzilla's thing. Yeah, and it chars Bar- Barnacle Boy's face to where it's so small and disfigured. It fricks him up, and then he just goes, I, well, because he says, I'd, I'd, does it, and then goes, do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he leaves. Yeah, out of my way, punk. And, um, it, but there is, yeah, there is a small mushroom cloud at first when it hits Barnacle Boy. Like he gets all red and face, then it explodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're kind of like, we kind of deserve that. You know, we're not gonna press charges. SpongeBob yeah, thinks we that superheroes. Kid, we got to keep this kid in line. He or, thinks that they arrest people, which they don't. Yeah, that's true. They bring them to the cops though sometimes. And but anyway, we cut to a diner, which uh, the inside has a checkerboard floor. It's like a typical like fifties diner, I guess. Yep. Um, with a jukebox and what have you. And well, first of all, SpongeBob is geeking out over the day he's had, and he's like, "And I learned to treat third degree burns all in one day." Yeah. Because he helped Barnacle Boy. And then he's like, what are we going to do tomorrow? Like, he doesn't get that this is, like, over after today. Yeah. That's the implication. And Barnacle Boy is like, uh, hey, kid, uh, why don't you take this nickel and go over there and see if our theme song is on the jukebox? So he's basically like, let's change the subject. Because he knows we told it's you not going to be for, there. We t- and we told you this was for today. <clears throat> and it's only a nickel. What a deal. So Mermaid Man goes, you know... For a pain in the neck, he's a pretty nice kid. And Barnacle Boy, like, kind of agrees. Like, yeah, let's ditch him, Barnacle Boy says. But Mermaid Man, you know, he now we see he's actually getting fed up. He goes, yeah, I'm right behind he, you. He's reached his boiling point as well, which isn't the same as Barnacle Boy's. Mermaid Man is not an angry type guy, but he's like, yeah, we need to, we need to end this. Yeah, so then... <laughs> Uh, we see SpongeBob looking through the songs. His face is like completely pressed up against the glass, and he's like, "It doesn't oh, seem know. to be here." It's such good. Uh, it's such a good drawing of SpongeBob all pressed up. I yeah. love it. But Barnacle Boy assures him it's there. He's like, "Keep looking, diligence, diligence." Mermaid Man says, "I remember that." Line. Aye, aye, sir. Keeps looking. Uh, they go outside. 
They're trying to make a quick getaway before SpongeBob realizes they're gone. Barnacle Boy says, Dag Nabbit, where did we park the invisible boat mobile? And you can hear SpongeBob, that's the 15th time I've looked. And then he's like, but I can't let my heroes down. Yeah. So can you imagine that? He's like, pretty much, if I don't find this song, I'm not getting, like, I'm not they're gonna, ditching me. I'm not. <laughs> forever. I, yeah. Um, but anyway, right. They can't find the invisible bowmobile. And then the dirty bubble we hear laughing. Uh, well, before... beca- because they do find it. Uh Oh right! I'm you can sorry. hear yeah. it. You can hear the engine go on, and it burns Barnacle Boy again. And yeah, bu- uh, Dirty Bubble laughs. Let's ju- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Dirty Bubble laughs at Barnacle Boy's pain and is like still getting burned on that tailpipe. Uh, so and this is something that has always happened to correct. Barnacle Boy. <laughs> That's why uh, Mermaid Man never seems shocked. I guess. Yeah, it's just it's just the norm. It's a common gag yeah. throughout their show, yeah. which. It's funny because it's like a show within a show, so it doesn't really exist at all. Right. <laughs> but there's lore behind it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so they exclaim that it's the dirty bubble and all of his dirty roundness. And then we see SpongeBob run back to the table and he's like, I found it. And it's the special dance mix. And he's like putting <laughs> his fingers up and down on the table. You know? It's funny. It took him more than 15 times going through it. He was going through it too damn fast. Yeah, but it was there. He was just trying to do it so fast. Yeah, he wanted to do it as fast as he could because he's an eager beef. So he sees out the window that they're trapped inside the dirty bubble and screaming for help. Which is lucky because he didn't catch them ditching him. For all he knows, the dirty bubble, you know, he has no idea that they ditched him. Right. It's like, oh, the dirty bubble stole heart, them. Right. Yeah. You know. So, I thought about that. I was like, ah, oh, that's clever, you know? Right. It didn't, it didn't hurt its feelings. And they don't have to admit it. Right. So he says, holy Krabby Patties. And then, so it's like a comic style. Like, it's just like a red background. And then he's like, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy's arch nemesis. The dirty bubble. Right. But it does it in three different, it's very comic book like. Yes. Just a blank background. Like, it's blue and now it's green. And, yeah. And he's different sized on here. He's not in the middle. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Holy Krabby Patties! Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy's arch nemesis, the Dirty Bubble. I can't believe it. <laughs> you cannot save them, sponge of mystery. They are trapped by my awesome surface tension. <laughs> you don't understand. You're my most favorite supervillain. Can I have your autograph? Oh, no! Oh, oh no, you fool. Stay back. The point. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Watch the point now! And he pulls out a notepad and a sharp as shit pencil. Yeah, brand new, pretty much. You can see it shine. The dirty bubble starts backing away, like, ah, no. No, you fools, stay back. The point, watch the point. And SpongeBob runs up, trying to get his autograph, accidentally pops him with a pencil. He literally does not even care to save Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. It is more important to get the dirty bubbles autograph. Or he was trying to fool him and doing a really good job. But we're to assume no. I don't think so, though. Um, Because he looks shocked when it happens. Uh, There's pretty much nothing left. There's a little bit of liquid that he turns into. The dirty bubble after he is popped. Yeah, but for the most point, he's dead. Yeah, (laughs) right. He, He dead until... Later, but that's much later. (laughs) So they agree that, uh, like, yeah, you're a hero. Thank you. And SpongeBob even, oh, I am? 
Do you want to go for another ride in the invisible boat mobile? Oh, and then they start singing the song again. The Dirty Bubble popped and Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy and SpongeBob got away. <laughs> and then they're driving away. There's really nothing in sight, but you can see, uh, or you can hear Barnacle Boy say, Watch out! Yeah. But there's nothing there. It's just old man talk. Which is great because Mermaid Man always drives the Invisible Bow Mobile. The one who's like Senile. completely not there mentally. Yeah. And Barnacle Boy is like well established as like his caretaker in a way. Yeah. But he doesn't drive. He still rides shotgun because that's just how they've always done it. Right. Got to respect tradition. <laughs> so that does it for episode 20B. The end of season one. It's hard to believe we've come this far already, but I can't say that I'm not excited to move on to season two. Oh, for sure. And this was such a long episode, too, leading up to it. Um, it was. Uh, Even with the cuts, it's going to be There's long. something about us where we just cannot get through this shit fast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so... Thanks for bearing with us, gang. I guess There's the so much episodes is happening. are all going to be long. Right. I mean, it's all stuff that we like. It, it's so many gags and fun stuff that we just want to talk about everything. And it's very hard to cut anything out. But I do my best when I do the editing. And um, I'm sure I will cut some things out. Because sometimes I can replace long, long stretches of stuff that doesn't really matter at all into just a clip that's like much shorter right it, it can happen yeah. so we'll that's see it so and that's it so the end of season one for us too if we were to break ours into seasons which i guess we would yeah it's crazy to think we've already gone through one season i mean 20 weeks that's a long time it's it's crazy to think about it it, it is i mean it's uh almost half a year yeah you know, i remember of, when i met you in the street and you were uh, given handies for a buck fifty, and you've come so far. I'm really proud of what we've done. You know, you don't want to find yourselves addicted to smack, homeless on the streets, giving hand jobs for crack. Follow my plan, and very soon you will see. It's a Zoom guy, or you will say. Is that what he says? Yeah, very soon you will say. It's a Zoom I always guy. read it as say, <laughs> see, but. Yeah, so, but say it okay, Ryan. Because because right? he talks like that. You don't have to spend a lot shooting up in the trash. Homeless on the streets giving hand up for crack. It's just so Follow great too planet. because it's and little the first kids time he says cash there. and then he says crack. He like changes it at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to spend a lot shooting up in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what a great film! Instead of we assay, instead of assay that. buns, like kiss my buns or you're a buns hole. Step, Step two, two instead, instead of shit, say poo, as in pull poo. Poo head and this poo is cold. Step three with bitch drop the tea, cause big is Latin for generosity. Step four, step four, don't say fuck anymore, cause fuck is the worst word that you can say. Fuck is the worst word that you can say. We shouldn't say fuck, no, you shouldn't say fuck, fuck, no. Yeah. We will see you next week, maybe with uh, I think season probably. two. I mean, why not? Otherwise, it'll be something. We, w yeah. I, I would like to do something. Absolutely, um, we might record something else or something. Uh, it, it is hard because this podcast takes so much time to record. Believe it or not, um, 
and we would like to do other things and it's hard because we don't necessarily live very close together not that we're far but it's far enough that we can't just come over all the time um but who knows what will happen in the future you may see us on youtube so i highly suggest you check out youtube.com slash striped sweater uh sometime soon i think it's just striped sweater right or is it it might on be on patreon no on youtube oh i don't know you did it well you made the page but oh i did oh yeah but i am the only one who damn i mean yeah Oh, what the fuck? Sleepy Time and Suds has 44 views on YouTube. <laughs> like, way more than any other one. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's bizarre. I, yeah. I haven't seen that. What the fuck? That's random as shit. I didn't know that. I haven't even uploaded the last... I haven't even uploaded Texas yet. That's crazy. I... I really didn't think that was going to work. I just did it just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. That, that that actually adds quite a few a few listens, you know. Probably a, at least 100 on YouTube. More than 100. For sure. That's sick. That's wild. So what's what's the name? Whatever you were looking I can't for. find it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm like drunk and high. <laughs> So yeah, uh, you know, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, we have all of our episodes uploaded on YouTube as well. If somehow that is the easiest way for you to listen. Apparently there are quite a few listeners on YouTube. We just discovered. So, uh, cool. Thanks for listening guys. Um, and you know, check us out on your favorite podcast platform as well. If you're not, uh, aware that we are all over the place besides YouTube. Um, but subscribe and, uh, you can check us out on Facebook at Stripe Sweater Productions. You can check us out at Gmail if you want to send us some fan mail. Uh, Stripe Sweater Productions at gmail.com. I have been Ashton Waganda slash Alexander Beardsley. Ashton Waganda is my stage name in which you can find me on social media. A-S-H-T-O-N-W-A-G-A-N-D-H-A. Find me. Talk to me. Let's be friends. I'm Zach Main. Totally red underscore Zach. Mystified. Um, yeah. That You already said the part I usually say about the email. So thanks Sorry. for taking that spot. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> like it's a big deal or something, you baby. Oh, I'm just kidding. Plug the Patreon but, again. Uh, please guys hit us up. Even if like, I know we say it all the time, but you know, this whole Spotify thing went down too. And we, we had a few different people who have never talked to us, tell us, you know, Hey, is everything okay hey. with the show and that they like it? And it's cool just to hear that anyways. You know what? Free shout out to that tall guy on Instagram who has, uh, reached out to me a few times about the podcast, you know? Thanks for doing that, dude. Like, I'd love, you know, I'd love to hear more feedback from you whenever you feel like you want to say something. Uh, I believe we follow each other on Instagram. He's just a, a guy. I'm not even sure who he is, you know? He's just a guy that uh, likes our show. So thanks for listening, dude. There's your free shout-out, bro. <laughs>
Yeah. That tall guy. I'm, I too am a tall guy. We're actually both pretty tall guys. So, I mean, relatively to the rest of the world. Yeah. You know? Like I, when I was hanging out with my friends, I was like, man, I just feel so tall. I'm it's weird than sometimes. Because everyone I work with is my height or taller, really. It's crazy, dude. At the wrestling school sometimes, it's like, I am the largest man here by quite a margin. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or in the ring, too, with people. It's yeah. like... Yeah, right. You? Like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm not that large. I mean, I'm relatively skinny, but um, I'm tall. And Zach's a tall guy, too. So, tall guys for life. I'm not fat. I'm skinny. I'm tall. Zach's tall, too. <laughs> Thanks. Is that what Thanks I said? Thanks for spelling it out. Did I say I'm not fat? Well, you said I'm... Yeah, you said I'm not like large. I'm skinny. I said I'm not big, meaning I'm not muscular. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like a big guy. I, I didn't mean it like that. No, I, just... I really didn't. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we just have one final. Oh bit yeah, to that's get right. To. One final baby. The last time, maybe we should answer it together. Agreed. Let's create it together. So, what would you do with a drunken sailor? And there has to be two conditions. I pick one and you pick one. Okay. So what are the conditions? Who is the drunken sailor? What are the rules? And... Why is he there? And like Yeah, the, where where are you, I yeah. guess? Where, where and why? Yeah. So, so I guess it's three things, but where and why can be together. Yeah. And who is its own thing. Okay, which one do you want to pick? Um, let's flip a coin. Let's flip this big lighter. This is heads. Okay. No one called it. <laughs> uh, uh, so what's the first thing? Uh, oh, yeah. We don't know anything. Um, when and where and who. So who is this side? Heads. Heads. Who. And I'll do where and why. So I get who. Okay. So, go ahead. Who is the person? Chris Farley. <laughs> Chris Farley. Okay. He's a sailor in this one. Um, and we are waking up in a van down by the river. Oh, That's boy. where we're at. Um, by the boats, obviously, because he's a sailor. Yeah, right, right. He drove his, his van down to the river. And we're sleeping in it because we're friends. Oh, my. So so is he Matt Foley then? Can we, Are we just going to make that? Know. Are we just going to make that? <laughs> I think we should just make that a thing, okay. I guess. It's Matt Foley, played by Chris Farley. Okay. In a van down by the river. But he's a sailor in this instance, and he is drunk. Yeah, as he was. Uh, so I don't know. First, I would be, I think I would be confused being in a van, uh, in the first place. I probably wouldn't remember how I got there. seems like a weird event. So first I would wake up with confusion and then you're there next to me too. So it's like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, I would probably be like, yeah, what's going on? What's happening to us? So we look at each other. We see Matt Foley. And the dogs are barking outside of the van. There's dogs dogs barking outside of the van. Matt Foley's looking at us, and he's just got this look in his eyes, right? Drunk as shit. And 
we're like it's early you know we're like whoa like this is kind of early you know we're maybe like we've been drugged or something i guess yeah um like whoa what's going on you know but just we, but we can tell it's morning by the sun peering in through the 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 van the windows. van win the van windows i assume it's like conversion van in the back but obviously there's a windshield you know yeah so. and it's not separated right so then though listening to him describe living in a van down by the river and being part of that i would probably be like ha that's great like but why are you drunk and why am i here and it would probably be an awkward conversation, I think, to have with him. Um, and I'm not quite sure what I would do other than be like, yeah, I, I'm probably just going to go home. I think we would try to go home, but you know he wouldn't let you just go home because it's Matt Foley. Yeah. He would have some shit to tell you. Uh-huh. And, he and would, I'd listen. He would have some, like, fucking window to jump through or something. So... So you, we're to assume it's Saturday have a night, spiel. right? Um, well, it's Saturday. It's Sunday morning. Right. So it was after s- Saturday night. Yeah. He just had a wild night. He's already jumped through a window, jumped through a table, you know, rolled down the stairs, all that yeah. stuff. So, I mean. And he's drunk because he's in pain. <laughs> I mean, to end this long, drawn out description of nonsense someone likes this there's there's at least (laughs) one listener who loves when we do this i bet especially when we did this to just really put in the exquisite details of everything and they're listening to that stupid song i made the whole time most people yeah i know most people have uh tuned out at this point for sure but there's those few that are listening still I like and, the song. Uh, but we like you all. No, the song is fine and it works really well as a background song. And then it works really well for its purpose because it's like you really only hear it, hear it at the end. And it's just one verse of it, you know? Yeah. Usually even less because it's just whatever it ends up being when I lose so it. So then, then to end it, I would probably just, uh, I don't know, I would, I would try to invite him to my house. And then we can all sleep in actual beds or something. And I would, I because right, I would want the best for him. Uh huh. And honestly, if I were in a situation where you and I were woke in a van and Chris Farley was there, even if he was Matt Foley, and still alive, I would be okay with the fact that he was alive and be like, we need to keep you alive, pal. (laughs) Whatever kind of dream world that we're in, this is where heaven exists. Don't die. Yeah, we're definitely dead. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) We died together. We were all dead, right. Yep. And we get to live in a van down by the river for eternity. Just as God intended. Beautiful. What a great way to close out season one of the Striped Sweater Podcast and season one of SpongeBob SquarePants. And in Striped Sweater Podcast with my dick in my hand. (laughs) What? Damn. Every single holiday, my dick in my hand. (laughs) I just love that. The like dance he does with yeah. the shell cell shaded look. Shell shaded. Shell shaded. So peace out guys. Peace it's out. Been great. Boy and girl and whatever gender you are, Scouts. Because we don't discriminate. Peace out, Goyle Scouts. <laughs>